0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. My name is Chet Tsar and I am your host. This week we have part 2 of Steven Rady. But well, there was so much we didn't get into last week that I asked him to come on again and this interview ends up being uh a lot about a lot of the stuff I was hoping to cover in the first episode, but we didn't get to. So really cool interview. Lots of great stuff. I know you're going to love it. Dark art, people are going to love it. Um, Lots of talk about dark art and the symbology of dark art and what we think it means and really good, great interview. Super fun. So that's coming up. What's going on with me? Well, I finished this pretty much, this painting back here, Stargazer. Um, Well, I'm going to go over it one more time right after I finish recording this it needs a little more purple on the edges but <clears throat> and a little work in the background essentially it's done so after that i got on uh onto some more commission work and um, yeah that's pretty much it uh if you want to support the podcast you can do so at patreon.com slash dark society and for the next two months february and march If you join at the $1 level, you will get $1 and above, you'll get a a discount code for 20% off. Skull Shop, our sponsor, S-K-U-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E. And if you join at the $5 and above level, oh, um, no, not $1 and above. If you join at the $1 level, you get the 20% off. If you get the $5 or above, you get 25% off. That's for the next two months. So anyway patreon.com slash dark art society you can also support my work at patreon.com slash chet where i post everything i'm working on all the time and uh i guess that's it where's my notes see now i lost i wrote notes about what i'm supposed to say every episode that's what the problem is i I write notes down and then i lose the notes yeah that's it no new subscribers this month so um or this week so uh yeah nothing left to say anyway the interview is what this is about and the interview's great so i hope you enjoy it here we go with steven reedy part two you're gonna love it Hello again, Stephen. Hey, Chet. Back for more. Long time no see. And <laughs> I've seen you more the, the last two weeks than uh, probably the last ten, 10 years before that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for coming back on. Uh,
1: for sure. I th- Yeah, we were just starting to get into it. I
0: last know. Time. I know. I know. So, uh, and, and we didn't touch on um, uh, any, not much about dark art. And um you being a fan and also being kind of like an expert on symbols, uh, I thought it'd be really cool to talk about that get your perspective on it. Because I definitely have my perspective, but I'm like a, you know, uh, just like a <clears throat> self-educated dummy kind of and, and intu- more int- intuitive type of person. So it's not, it's like I, I you know, I have feelings about symbolism I see in dark art and what it means, but it's not like uh, a book, it's not coming from a book necessarily. You know what I mean? You have more, I think you have more of more of a book education about this stuff than I do. So.
1: And that's very fascinating because you essentially just said um, uh, in, it's sort of intellect versus intuition or intellect yeah. versus feeling. Mm-hmm. And this will be very fun. I, I will not avalanche all the data right now. We'll organically peel it back. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it coming from a book. Isn't necessarily the point, especially of symbolism, but especially, especially of art, because it is actually, well, what's it doing? What's it doing to you? Right. And good symbolism is really like, OK, here's a little bit of intellect. So it has um, some data. Right. Uh, uh, but then you fill it in with yourself. They're, they're pieces of education. So they're they're half book knowledge and then half. Well, how is it helping you? Right. If you're a plant, how does it make you grow? and blossom right. and stuff like that. So right. t- th- when anyone gets caught up in the book stuff, purely it's rigid, it's sterile, it's dogmatic. Yeah. And uh, it, that, that, that's not the technology of symbolism in action. That's uh, That's just trivia memorizing yeah. trivia and belittling people with it when that's not the book I read. Right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> um, but, but it'll be very cool. Like, uh, especially snakes. We'll get into snakes perhaps because snakes are one of those symbols that have been around forever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you don't need the book knowledge to come to the same conclusion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, you know, I mean, the book knowledge comes from c- civilizations and, and humanity and, and it symbolism arises naturally through humanity based on their experiences and them expressing uh, trying to express what they're experiencing when m- maybe not having the, the best language to express it. And, and.
1: I, I mean, you could even go pre-language right? for a great while, um, uh, language in the written word was not a consensual, a uh, uh, thing, uh, uh, per se, like, or, um, let's just go back to cavemen. They're still communicating right. teamwork in mm-hmm. danger, and and where the good things are um, theoretically without language, but they they would use artwork, right? And that artwork, then they were they were able to um, express, you know, oh, this notion is kind of like this animal. Well, what does this animal do? Oh, and then you make metaphor mm-hmm. because I think that's the I think metaphor is one of the main ways our brain operating system yeah uh, works works through. I think so. Yeah. Um, and, or, or rather, our intellect really can't just grasp stuff it's just a cold dead trivial thing until you give the intellect at least two things maybe three things to compare together right and go this um your your human energy can be like a snake right and and how and why you know what i mean right um well you observe snakes and it's like well snakes shed their skin to grow as you should right (laughs) um, snakes uh they have poison and or venom um, um, which if handled wrong will kill you, right. but if, if, if you know it well enough and you apply, um, science to it, it becomes a, a medicine right? or an anti-venom, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. just like human energy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, it, so. it
0: seems like, you know, I haven't thought about this much, but I have had the notion that everything in reality is a symbol of everything else somehow. It's like you can relate every single thing as like a rep, a, a, some, a, a, a variation or representation of another thing.
1: You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, as above, so below, yeah, yeah, they yeah. might say, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and, and there's so many ways to look at that, but I don't know. I want to hear more. Tell me more about, um, this because this well, is good. This is good juice. You know, it's like, I, I remember when I was a kid and finally
0: having this, um, realization that, um. Uh, things had masculine and feminine qualities. Of course, this is before the, uh, the new realizations about gender that, you know, are, are coming out. And, and I don't think that that changes anything really. The, the, um,
1: it's, it's ways to look at, um, it's sort of the yin and yings of all things. It's symbolism.
0: I do think it's interesting though, that the, you know, on a side note that the, um, uh, transgender issue and people are coming out more openly as um, transgendered and uh, uh, gender fluid and all that stuff. <clears throat> and I think it is interesting that it's almost like this is a, a, uh, a symptom of the, what's happening now in the world is that all the, it seems to me, the curtains are kind of being drawn on everything. And you're sort of seeing like, you know all everything that kind of behind the, behind the scenes how everything works how corrupt everything how screwed up everything is and it's what it's doing is getting rid of linear black and white thinking and it's and it's making you to me it seems like it's making you realize that there's not really a black and white it's like there's all kinds of shades in between e- in everything and it's like black and white is kind of like this linear way of thinking and it seems like Uh, as we our our thinking is evolve is seems like is evolving beyond black and white notions, and as that's happening, people are are coming out in gender genders that are not black or white, and it's like you know that's makes sense that to me it seems like a a uh an evolution of of humanity. Honestly, I I believe that like as we we're kind of it's this is happening in our minds as well. And so it's being expressed and it's, you know, might be as simple as, Oh, people are more comfortable. So they can come out that way, which is all good. Um, But regardless, it seems like that they, they
1: don't like those things, two things kind of represent each other in a way. You know what I mean? It's interesting you say that because um, if you ask a lot of um, folks, especially of Eastern traditions, the Buddhisms and the Hinduisms and the Vedantas and whatnot, that they would say that is, uh, non non dualism, right? Which exactly. Is a, which is a goal, mm-hmm. a top goal, right? Of right. Human evolution. Yep. So, which is which is to say, we've been um, a society under the tyranny of the intellect. And again, the intellect um, it, it can be a form of oppression, our own intellect to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But then also, when when society says you have to just memorize this trivia, and you must regurgitate this trivia for the rest of your life. And if you don't regurgitate it correctly, you're bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and if you regurgitate it correctly, you're a good little, you're a good little worker. You're a good <laughs> little civilian. It's like, okay, well, let's say all of those trivias were actually good things to know. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it. There's right. more to any one one category. Right. And in fact, um, if, if we just said on on the Eastern side, that's that's non-duality, which is to take all the opposites that make up this world, understand them both and synthesize them hegelian dialect thesis antithesis synthesis that's the only way you learn mm-hmm. when you're walking you're learning to stand but you're also learning to fall right right mm-hmm. because walking is controlled falling right. in a way <laughs> right um and it, it, it's uh daoism the dao is sort of like what's between the, the between the yin and the yang right or, right or what's holding the yin and the yang and then on the western side they're always saying the union of opposites mm-hmm. right um and in another way, to say this is, how could you have wisdom of how about this? This is an easy one. Why you shouldn't rob banks? I feel like we might have said this last time. You shouldn't rob banks. Well, in essence, you have to have an understanding of what it's like to be robbed. Mm-hmm. You also have to have some understanding of of the robber's perspective, which is to be in desperate need and go uh, be be without option, right. And also, um um and and also to have an understanding of the law, a respect of it, and also, An understanding that sometimes the law is not worthy of respect, depending. And Mm -hmm. then you take all of this and you go, and I now understand I shouldn't rob a bank. Right. (laughs) Like, like, like I won't be tempted to do it. (laughs) I understand the punishment. I understand the reward. I understand the nuance, the mechanics behind it. And I think we want to do that with everything in the world. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, perhaps it's because the internet's been around for 30 years or, a uh, uh, cosmic woo woo stuff going on but we do seem to be outgrowing categories yeah while simultaneously the people who are not outgrowing categories are ultra leaning into their categories or, or yeah like the, they're like they're they're holding fast
0: like we're not going to go with you <laughs> you know it's like right. certain certain people are kind of like moving moving out of this you know, black and white um uh 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 oh uh, 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 what's the word i'm trying to think of uh, uh
1: way of thinking
0: yeah i mean that's you could put it that way but it it
1: was and and yeah and these opposites are they're 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 in every single thing mind body emotion every aspect of the world every industry even like industries where it's like like finance you know what i mean um or uh just there's just all these all these uh uh we're we're a world of opposites right right? we must consume death to be alive right you know in the act Mm -hmm. of eating yeah um so uh yeah, so rigid categories um, are difficult, and actually, there's there's a lot of great metaphors with that when it comes. And and this does the dark arts actually play into this metaphor, um, depending on what you're looking at. But generally, um, symbolism of water, water would represent life, life mm. energy, mm-hmm. right? And when water is stagnated inside of a category, when your life energy is stuck in a category, well, what does water do when it's stagnant? It gets rotten. It gets rotten. It attracts diseases. Right. It it only attracts parasitic life forms and slime, and and it, and it removes all the life giving qualities and becomes toxic sludge. Well, that's what happens inside of us mentally, physically, emotionally when we trap our life energy into rigidity and it can't move. And of course, the right. opposite when it's flowing. And 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 not only that, it's flowing in a good um in a good order, like a river. Mm-hmm. Not not a tsunami that kills you. Right. But right a waterfall and a river, man, it makes a forest. It helps regulate the weather. So it rains regularly. Mm-hmm. It's life, uh, fertilizer. Right. You know what I mean? So it is fascinating that we're entering this age of, um, the, the gift and the curse is as we break out of obsession with rigid categories, sometimes the ego weaponizes the notion of, I I categorize myself as someone who is without categories, and then that becomes like an ego right. weapon right. to right. Be little people. It's like no, 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 that's a trap. But um, it's also arising. People are leaning into the rigidity, also.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, that so, seems to be a reaction. Which I think anytime there's a big a big change happening, you got people that are like not down with it, and, and they and rather than like go along with it or under learn about it, and they go, okay, I, I see. They were just like, no, nope, no, nope, you can't tell me this. I know this is, you know, this is the way it's always been. And I am not moving. And they
1: get like further uh, uh, rigid in their positions. Um, and fascinatingly enough, my favorite, the best we got, I think, when it comes to thinking, at least in our level of evolution, where we all are at is the scientific method. And 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 this is tricky because science could be one of those things. that's like, no, it's rigid. And it's only right. this. The true scientific method is, you know, you're just wondering, you're just imagining and observing, and you go, Oh, I think I have a I have a theory called the hypothesis. I'm just gonna test it a lot with great scrutiny mm-hmm. and be willing to have my ass kicked, to have my ideas yeah. ass kicked. And then after a lot of observation and alterations and tweaks and repeating, then you go, This might be true. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and and to do that with everything. Yeah, yeah. to do that with everything. Yeah. And then and then maybe it's even hard to ever say. This is true because we don't know everything, but as we said last time, it could be true for how we're living our life and how our reality is as we know it. And then you could move forward very well. Um, and again, it also requires the humility to break through the rigid categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Um, it requires a, a, a
0: like uh, the, I remember a great Alan Watts talk he gave and he was like, try and be flexible. Uh-huh. Approach life, and and try to be flexible, so that you know you can kind of like it, it. Kind of going back to that surfing notion we talked about last time. It's like, you know, don't be rigid, be flexible, and and then you're you're able to uh, respond to any given situation. He used, I think, judo as a, as an example of a guy that of, of a an approach to where you're standing, you're centered. And you're not anticipating an attack from any side because it could come from any side. So it's, it's not about anticipating in front of you or the side of you or behind you or the left. It's about being totally in the center so that you can uh, uh, switch at any moment to wherever you're
1: being attacked from. To re- I think the quote is respond spontaneously, uh, spont- respond spontaneously and appropriately to any given situation. Mm, yeah, right, and, and yeah, so that it's. I think that being centered is essentially being that all the options are within grasp, mm-hmm. metaphorically, right, as right. opposed to like, well, I'm only good at punching. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and if my opponent could do anything else, uh, I'm screwed, mm-hmm. right? And 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 then again, this is playing with the. the then what are you fighting? You're fighting the the challenges of life and and ignorance especially yeah. your own ignorance um you know what's amazing is since the the topic of today is like what is dark arts um everything we've talked about already that uh, encompasses uh different definitions of dark arts and and I actually want to get your definition of dark arts but I'll tell you sneak preview some of the things I'm thinking is well there's dark arts like what you do mm-hmm. and then the, and we th- there's ways to unpack that like well, it's kind of beautiful depending you know i have the beholder mm-hmm. um and then and then you know what is beauty and then there's other dark arts and I mean dark like evil mm-hmm. uh uh and, and there's there's evil imagery which actually aims towards uh, a not evil outcome or lesson mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know imagery of of evil monsters like medusa or things like that well mm-hmm. when you unpack that it's actually like a very um, healthy lesson. Right, right. Um, But then, and my favorite, because this is my area of obsession right now for a project I'm developing, okay. propaganda. Yeah. That's a dark art. That's, a, <laughs> That's and, true. <laughs> and symbolism in general, which is not good or evil, but propaganda, especially in the modern day, especially for those obsessed with the rigidity, rigidity of categories, using art and symbolism for dark means right, right you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. um so just by saying dark arts it's like uh you just opened up at least three really really good categories but yeah yeah uh, uh, right. as we flow into that i'm very curious what is you are i'm gonna say it you're a master of dark <laughs> arts well, thank you uh, uh your stuff is beautiful and inspiring and i know not everyone would say that because your stuff's gross sometimes mm-hmm. but yes. it's compelling and i want to i want to unpack that but first um what is dark arts according to you well, OK.
0: And I, I've talked about this a lot over the years on the podcast. You know, the whole the, the, when when we were making the uh, I Like Paint Monsters documentary, uh, we were thinking a lot about the scene, the art scene that I was showing in because we were interviewing people and getting their perspectives on my artwork and this and that. So people kept saying dark art. It was just common. That's how they would describe my paintings, mm-hmm. and and then it became the movie became kind of shifts in the middle and becomes about the dark art movement really, and um, so so I was thinking a lot about dark art. What is dark art? Some people that did that made dark art didn't like the term because they felt okay. like it was too narrow. And I my attitude has always been like. Uh, And again, I apologize for people have heard me say this a million times. It's the, it's the artwork that makes the name cool. Not the name, the name doesn't make the artwork cool. You could say it's about, you know, surrealism is a cool word, but it's not like, whoa, the most amazing it's cool because the artwork of surrealist artwork is cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Same with like pointillism or, or any art movement, you know, it's, they're just random words they don't make the artwork cool. So it's like, so my attitude was. Everyone calls it dark art, so let's just call it that, and then we won't have to worry about what the movement is, and we could, and we just have a way to talk about this kind of art. And then once that was settled in my mind, anyway, it's 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 down to underst- you know talking about what is dark art and trying to define it, and right. and from my perspective, it is um, art that has. Dark means doesn't necessarily mean evil. It can mean evil, but it also means mysterious, under underneath, underlying stuff that you can't see. Obviously, um, uh, 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 you know, hidden, hidden in yeah, the darkness, hidden, yeah, hidden, um, hidden macabre, hidden, yeah, macabre and creepy and blah 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 blah. And my and I've always posited that it's a positive thing. And, Mm -hmm. and that may be because that's my belief about my own work and my, the purpose of my work, I believe Um, Mm -hmm. ultimately it's about, I'm I'm just trying to express myself, but Mm -hmm. I know that I'm like a good person, Mm -hmm. you know? And so uh, the artwork is an expression of myself. So I have to, you know, in order to read, try and read into what it means. um, It, it helps me to paint it. And that other people like it. And so, you know, after realizing this for so many years, there's this kind of symbiosis between the artist and the person that views the art. And they get something out of it. And you get something out of it. And um, I I think it's it's about uh, one foundational thing about dark art is that it confronts your fears. Mm -hmm. And it presents them to you in a way that is safe to deal with, to process it, just like horror movies, really. But, but it's more like, you know, horror literature does this. Stephen King does this. I think all dark, scary stuff, amusement park rides, you know, roller coasters, these are all ways of kind of dealing with stress and anxiety about death ultimately, because that's kind of the ultimate scary thing. And everyone's afraid of it. So well, that's my th- baseline kind of, I think, I
1: think that's wonderful what you just said. Um, Cause a lot of people, when they think um, when they don't have a, a natural appetite towards um, what I think is cool, like right. th- this queen alien right here, <laughs> yeah. but, which side note, it was my introduction to dark arts as a kid. I saw oh, cool. aliens. Okay. And I thought the design was so amazing. It wasn't scary. I thought the movie was scary when I was a kid, but I'm like, that is impressive. I like looking at it. I like learning about it. I like learning about it. It's like, beautiful j- Just too. from a from a character, from, like as a kid who loved weird creatures, like yeah. It's got octopuses a- and squids and bugs, right? I'm like, this is conjuring joy, right? Right. In me.
0: And beauty. Now, beauty uh, bugs are the same yeah. way. That's the thing. It's like if you bugs, uh, if you, we have this natural reaction to bugs being creepy, but if you look at a bug up close, they're just incredible. They're like so beautiful. So yeah. well designed.
1: Just like the lines are perfect. The colors are just amazing. Oh, sometimes they have those colors or like a metallic patterns yeah, and just it's, it, it's um,
0: unbelievable.
1: It kind of makes no sense uh, as uh, us being these squishy mammals. I know it's so um, weird. The So it's, it's that. so much fun. And as a, I think as a kid seeing bugs and these creepy things, um, it does expand your horizons. And it I think it depends on who you are, because I think there's plenty of uh, genius people who never were fascinated by the creepy aspects of nature. But I think slime molds, weird funguses, bugs, all that stuff, it actually makes me think about it made me as a kid think about deep thoughts like mm-hmm. how is this here right how, like it's weird enough we're here how's this here yeah and why and, and what's the, every doing? bug has like its own superpower I Like yeah, of stingers you. and <laughs> other bugs uh, like look like sticks and other bugs make silk
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Like, like again, what?
0: again these are but these you know you can look at these and, and kind of like you know some bugs superpower is that they can Blend into the environment. It's like mm-hmm. these you can you you can view as metaphors for human situations. You know, human. You know, like the 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 power of be, being like a ninja, being able to
1: to to blend in and not be seen and 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 stuff. Well, like this, it, to go know. to your Alan Watts metaphor, if 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 um we are a circle. And inside of that circle, imagine each each slice of pie in that circle is like a different ability that you have. Mm-hmm. To be standing in the middle would then be to be the part of you that is master of mind, body, emotions and talents mm-hmm. and fears and flaws and self-knowledge. And to, to be there in the center, then you could grab towards your special skill right. that is um, – Spontaneous and appropriate uh, for that given situation right then mm-hmm. and then that makes um, life a, a, a dance or a game or a video game Right, right, right um, or, a, or a metaphoric little fight, but go, going back to the dark arts thing like first I think the first way to um, sort of unpack the word dark arts is f- uh, uh, First what, what is the intention of it? And I do believe there is artwork that's uh, maybe even compelling and cool that its intention that they want to educate the viewer is we're encouraging you to go be destructive. And it's very rare. I almost yeah. never see that, but it exists sometimes, especially I'm on sure, the internet. Yeah, this imagery is to almost tell you it's okay to go do the the things that hurt yourself or others. We're not talking about that per se, or maybe we are, um, but I think I could, believe your could art be. in the art it, I'm into yeah, yeah, is it... there because it's beautiful. Right. It actually encourages the flow of energies, be it I'm impressed or I'm happy because that's cool, mm-hmm. or wow, what good technique! The, the the brush the brush strokes of this are only a um like the hands of Zeus could right. paint this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So the way I view dark arts, uh, at least for this conversation, is w- whatever it is, it is aiming towards a movement of energy instead of a rigid stagnation. Hmm. of energy hmm. it is not guiding people to go be assholes right i don't think no i don't think Cause sometimes people think that's the definition oh right. you're looking at this and you're engaging with the
0: with the bad things but it's fun it's funny though that uh, most of the people that would think that are the rigid you know Straight fundamental up. fundamentalist christians often uh, uh, but, but, but anyone like in that room, rich- <laughs> cool grandmas are into it, Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I know a cool grandma that we both know who's
1: into it, a collector of mine. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, may, may I say, I, we could say she. Yeah. love it. What's up, Nancy Thrash. We Na- love you. Nancy Hello. is You awesome. have great taste. Yes. You have great taste and you got great kids yes. and great grandkids. <laughs> Yes, I Um, want to. Her her son actually is a very good friend of mine, and we collaborate. He's a cinematographer. Somehow we have to make a movie because I've been like, it has to happen at some point.
0: Because I've to you, and it's like somehow it's I got
1: things. I got um. I'm at, well. My obsession with propaganda right now is in service of development of something. We'll talk okay. about <laughs> this over pizza, and then in a year and a half, well, I'll be back here promoting it. All right, um, excellent. But but actually, so um, wonderful Nancy Thrash, her son, who's a very good friend of mine. Um we collaborate because he's a genius cinematographer. Ron's awesome too. And and he's one of the when it comes to a good person, he's at the top of the list. But his sensibilities are like mine. We like Moody and macabre. Mm -hmm. And um, but 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 never in the direction of um let's make the world horrible. It's actually in the direction of nerding out over beauty. At the very least, nerding out over beauty. Yeah, yeah. And at the very most, that beauty aiming towards an idea and uh, that's very useful. And like we, we made a short film, um, my God, <laughs> like 11, 12 years ago, um, and it was paid for by a, a woman who killed herself oh. and left money behind and gave it to her brother and said, wow. make a piece of art out of this. So we actually made a macabre little short film that directly addressed, directly addressed the meta story that happened—that a woman succumbed to suicide, oh, no. left this money—and wow. and so it was a little blacksmithing demon metaphor that like the blacksmith of life, which brings horrors. It's beating you up to transform you into something stronger. The way you know basic rock and carbon is beaten and cooked into. Um, a beautiful and unbreakable sword, mm-hmm. you know that that kind of thing. So, and, and you look at this thing; it's extraordinarily male because it's like fire and a monster and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 and and it's macabre because it's a demon. Alex Party designed the demon. I gotta see um, this. I can't believe I haven't seen it. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I'll send it to you. It's yeah. called the Forge. And then also, there's um, the making of uh, is 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 a very big part of it because the very making of of it was the sort of alchemical act that the message of the short film is promoting. I mean, it's like four minutes. Um, that's cool. It's well, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're the, the one movie I, th- I always think
0: of your short film is the, what is it? It's the, the life, the life of cycle I- of a good idea. Yeah. That thing's amazing. Yep. And that's really dark too. It's like um, super, yeah, in fact- super violent, like co-
1: comedically violent. It's, it's sixty seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so it's called it's... the life cycle of a good idea. Yeah. Juxtapose magazine was playing around with some like creative marketing stuff, like show creative people what the creative process is like. It's like, okay, what's the cycle yeah. of being an artist? <laughs> well, first you have your character, and the character is played by a woman, and I do not like the I don't like the idea of violence undone uh, done onto anyone, right. but especially. Is very icky when violence is done to a woman. But symbolically, I chose a a female because, and this is so nerdy, but um, the symbolically feminine represents the creative force right. in all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what does the creative force do? It gives birth right. to your idea. Yeah, so yeah. she's standing there and she wants to paint a little thing and she just gets beat up and... and and over the top ways like a <laughs> platoon of helicopters yeah. are shooting her it's so um, funny it's like so an octopus good. monster slaps her yeah. um a, a cat gets rubbed on her face and she sneezes but then at the end all the blood on her shirt becomes the artwork that's praised right. in the gallery yeah you know it's great it's um, great it's... and uh, tara mcpherson actually contributed um oh, the, really? the final painting of the light bulb of the good idea oh cool um, was yeah, a tara yeah. mcpherson piece oh, wow. um thanks tara we love you too yeah she's um, awesome Uh, 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 so going back to is dark art evil? I have a good definition of evil that we could poke at as as we go through this. Okay. And and it's my favorite and it's not obvious. My, the definitions of evil and the definitions of beauty are two of my favorite things in the whole world. So the definition of evil, as I have found it is to be frozen. Hmm. And that is it. To be frozen. And this uh, was expressed in Dante's Divine Comedy. Where he goes all the way to the center of hell. Mm -hmm. And Satan is frozen in ice. And the only movement he could make. Is he could flap his wings. Which actually makes the ice more frozen. Mm Because the wind. Like wind chills it. You know what I mean? So the only evil. Is to be so stagnated and frozen. In your rigid category. That the only action you could take. Makes you more imprisoned. Mm. And that. That, that stagnates your energies, as we said, mm-hmm. right? Um, you become morbid and violent and you hate existence itself because the, the waters inside of your mind, body and emotions become polluted with parasitic disease, mm-hmm. right? Um, anything besides that state, you have the opportunity to grow and probably being in that horrible trap where you still have room to get out is probably the educating evolutionary pressure that encourages you to upgrade yourself. I hate, th- I hate that because I hate going through that. Uh, but, um, <laughs> th- but that's the definition of evil. That which forces you into uh, um, a metaphoric prison from which you cannot escape. Hmm. Okay. So if any art is encouraging others or oneself to engage in behaviors that will lead you to that, I think that's evil.
0: Right, but you uh, could, but but uh, you you could you could um that's the funny thing is that you could take any art piece and create it towards that aim, a, no matter how uh, innocuous it may seem, could be a still life of flowers or whatever, you know, you, depending on how you're the, the intent of it. But that's the thing that's interesting, that's weird about dark mm-hmm. art is that people like me and you and all the people that listen to the show to us, we see a cool monster, a cool, creepy, dark painting, moody. Wow, there's so, s- such a range of, of, of types of dark art, but we see that and we go, Oh, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It like makes us feel good. Whereas other people might see it and be, and be like repulsed by it. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. th- but that's what, that's, what's weird about it is that, you know, obviously paintings of, fruit and flowers and a nice beautiful landscape and a sunset obviously these things are gonna people are gonna say oh that makes me feel good i like it but it's almost like learning to growing up and learning how to appreciate the taste of like hard liquor or something or wine you know it's like as a kid it's just like ah nasty but mm-hmm. you know as you as you grow up Garlic. you, you develop yeah you develop a you develop a, a a taste for more complex flavors that aren't uh, just sweet you're like, and you're able to go, Oh, this is interesting. It's more complex. And it's like dark art is kind of like that in a way where it's where for whatever reason we are attracted to it automatically. And, uh, but, but I, I do believe that for anyone with an open mind, even if you're not into that stuff into dark goth culture or whatever, I think if you have an open mind to it, there is something there for you. You know, there could be
1: something there for you if you learn how to appreciate it, you know? 100%. And 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 therein li- pokes holes in what I said, which is, well, if its intention was to uh, lead you to behavior that enslaves yourself or others permanently so you can never move in, uh, uh, is evil. Well, it's also not necessarily that because it could be eye of the beholder. Let's pretend there was a piece right. of art from a, from a thousand years ago. We don't know who made it and the dude making it is like, this piece of art is going to teach people to uh, die of heroin overdoses. Right. <laughs> and now first, the, I'm ignoring more woo-woo stuff like cursed stuff or or spiritual energies or any. I'm skipping all of that. Right. That's that's a whole other complex conversation I'm not necessarily too educated on. So I'm skipping that. Right. Cursed objects that um, Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah. is hunting after. No, I'm talking just the intention of the artist. He's like, I'm going to paint this and it's going to make everyone sad um, Right. <laughs> I hate all people, yeah. but then, but then he passes away. The painting gets trapped in the basement for a thousand years. And then I find it, I go, that's pretty cool. Right. right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, it's yeah. not evil anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so there is the relationship between artist and observer mm-hmm. and, and it, a lot of it or all of it could get lost in translation. And that's also okay. You know what I mean? Right. Because at the end of the day, all that matters uh, is here's the product. I'm engaging with the product. I like it. Mm -hmm. Now you could get deeper into it and going, what's the intention of that? What's the symbolism of this? And sometimes you crack that open and you're like, yeah, it's so smart, but you don't have to like a lot of people say, how about tarot cards, right? People, people who don't know anything about symbolism might look at a tarot card and say that's ugly or that's pretty. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. yeah, Okay. And now you start unpacking, well, what does it mean? And you go, Oh, this is actually like by looking at it, and understanding the basic symbolism of it, I start going like, yeah, th- you know, this reminds me of kind of what I'm going through right now. Right. Yeah. And, then, you know, I- I'll make stuff up. Oh, my uh, my my pet dog just died. And this is this is a card about um, the inevitabilities of 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 transitory life. And, and how that is part of nature. And you, know, and you look at it, and now you're applying all this stuff to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, 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 that's actually, there's two words for it, exoteric and esoteric. Exoteric, just what you see right there without any additional knowledge. Oh, I like the image or I don't. It's creepy or it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then you can then engage in esoteric, which is to get just a little bit of the data of the intention behind it. Right. And now you're looking at it with um with those with those eyes um this is where people go like ooh the secret society symbolism and stuff like that it's like well more often than not the symbolism was actually just ways to teach um say psychology right yeah or science before that stuff was really uh mainstream knowledge for all right, right. Um, they'd actually be like, okay, first, what do you see? Oh, I see a lion. Okay, well, what if I told you that this lion represents the sun mm-hmm. because of the, the lion's mane and the sun represents when you are a physical object that's so in touch with the invisibles that you radiate life? Oh, okay, that's a good advice. Right. And you should, <laughs> you should radiate life because the side effect is happiness and health and productivity. Oh, yeah. How do I do that? Well, if you want to build yourself self to be this radiant sun, you should figure out what you like doing right. and, and work towards that. And then when you do it, you will radiate. Oh, wow. And then suddenly, this picture of a lion is mo- a motivational poster. Right. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. And the dark arts are exceptionally special because they are looking into the stuff we all have. Our shadow material, mm-hmm. the 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 yucky parts of life, or just the hard parts of life, yeah, yeah. or even the hard parts of wonderful things like love, mm-hmm, right, or the creative process, and also things most people, especially more infantile, um, uh, d- uh, infantilely minded folks, who mm-hmm. who never want to explore mm-hmm. notions like suffering and death, mm-hmm. which they will be forced to eventually because yeah. it will happen, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating to explore that stuff when you're in a comfortable place. Right. It's an, it's part of life, you know, like for example, that, that painting behind you skull, the skull and the flower. I don't know your intention behind it, but I don't know if you know it or not, but I am seeing, and this is me just almost pulling bullshit out of my hat. Um, I'm seeing a lot like that is symbolic as fuck. So says I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, it, because the skull memento Mori, mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, remember, you will die, mm-hmm. which is good to humble you if you're too full of hubris. Right. Or a call to action if you're being too lazy and afraid. Right. And then out of that, I see the regeneration mm-hmm. of blossoming. Yeah. And the blossoming is what we always want to do. And that's an endless process. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, I blossomed. I conquered this project. Right. Okay, next. Yeah,
2: or yeah, I conquered
1: yeah. this bad habit. Okay, next. Yeah. But even crazier at first, I don't know what kind of flower that is, but it's now I'm, ge- I'm being real dorky and I'm seeing what I want to see. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, it's a stargazer. A six, it's a stargazer, Lily. Stargazer. Okay, just, I know sad. nothing. I know nothing about that one. I didn't either
0: see. until I, you know, painted it.
1: <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Well, we'll have a whiteboard here. Will it disappear? Yeah, it's disappearing. Yes, it will. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, what I see in it is um, an upward triangle. Ah. Um, right. Mm-hmm. The, the the back three petals are the upward triangle, masculine, fire. That's right. And then the and the other three, I see a downward triangle. That feminine.
0: is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, that wasn't intentional, but that's t- a t- that's like the occult symbol, you know, that's the, that's the, you know, the, the red, uh, the red, is it a red triangle
1: and a blue one facing down? It, that, those are, because it would be, uh, uh, or correct. Fire, fi- fire, or AKA masculine, AKA the physical. Right. So your body. Right. And then downwards would be water, and we discussed water symbolism, right? right? right the, yeah. the, the energy that animates the body, well, which is invisible, yeah. And so, it's water because it could fit into any vessel,
0: right? Right. right. So okay, um, the, 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 here's the funny thing: is like I, I didn't even think of that, and that's, but that's the way all my paintings are. I totally, I like I said, I'm very intuitive. I, I see something and I go, oh, that looks cool. I'm gonna that make a good painting, and then I paint it. And then I talk to people like you I talk, or, or I f- think of it on my own. And it's like, oh, that's what that means. That's the symbology, really. Because mm-hmm. it's because mm-hmm. the way that the, the, this is like kind of a part of a series. I started, I, ha- I have skulls laying around all over the place in my studio. Skullshop.com, skullshopp ecom They sponsor us. Um, they make these amazing replica skulls. So I have a bunch of skulls all, all around. What happened was my wife was outside one day she there was a we have this hibiscus plant she picked it this ye- big yellow hibiscus was really pretty and she brought it in and gave it to me just to be nice and i was like oh, i don't know where to put this so i stuck it in the eyeball of this skull just to, as a placeholder and then i looked at it i was like oh that'd make a cool painting so i took a picture with my iphone and then mm-hmm. a year later or so i was like oh i gotta be in this group show uh what am i gonna paint oh i'm gonna i'll paint that skull that's cool and it was really popular and and so um but that's how it came about. And then it's like, I was thinking about, it's like, that's, it's so, so simple. It's, it's life and death. It's that, that's what's cool about it. It's, it's the two opposites. And, um, uh, so anyway, I've done a series. I just started doing a series of these. And the funny thing is about, you know, you're saying this symbology that I think Mm -hmm. kind of like, I think that's, that stuff reaches people like on a subconscious level, because I posted a picture of the study on my Instagram. And then someone bought the painting before I even painted it. The hibiscus sculpt. No, this one. Oh, but that the, one. Yeah. The, the hibiscus one, super popular, sold right away. And then I did a larger one sold right away. And then I'm, you know, so it's like people, I, I think that that's, that message resonates with people even if they don't pick up on it consciously. And, and I just thought it's so interesting that you mentioned the, the, the triangle thing, which is such an occult, it's so like tip classic it's classic occult symbology and um yeah and so i posted the study of this and then someone someone contacted the gallery and bought it before i painted it which is totally crazy it's it doesn't happen very often
1: well this brings up a lot of fascinating things and 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 first the first thing is let's pretend you're like literally i wasn't doing anything symbolic steven you're full of it it doesn't matter because yeah, exactly I I saw it and all that actually matters and this is when we get into well what is dark art what is evil what's not evil me the observer the consumer of, of the uh, the audience member of this art uh, structured myself maybe even by bullshitting myself to go I'm looking for ways to understand reality mm-hmm. and have a, a, a useful. Optimistic, productive advice on how to move forward in in the world. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, and I decided, hey, this is this is really inspirational. And now I could stare at it forever and go like, yeah, you know, what should I be doing with my month? Right. And then it, I could go, well, I mean, like, maybe I got to kill some. Some some of my old ways because it's not working so well. Right. Maybe I need to find harmony because the, that the, the the upward triangle and downward triangle is the harmony of opposites. Right. The yin and the yang that we the union of opposites. Right. How we started this podcast. <laughs> um. Yeah. How am I not unifying opposites? Well, the fire the the upward triangle might be uh, the physical things like oh you know I'm 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 too obsessed with um some 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 tangible stuff in my life. Or, or uh, it could also involve the fire of intellect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the intellect's not always so good. Sometimes I should relax because um, you are given stuff while relaxing. So I'm seeing all this stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, And and if you said, I promise, as the creator, I never wanted any of that interpretation to happen. I'd be like, I don't care. Oh yeah. A- Me, a- as dark art lover, right? I'm pulling this out. A- so a- it's also you know, bullshitting's a- part of the game. A- a- well, as. <laughs> You know, the way I approach art making is
0: I trust my like my to me, my imagination and my intuition is kind of like my superpower. Like I trust mm-hmm. it. If I mm-hmm. see something and I and I think that looks cool, that's good enough for me. You mm-hmm. know, and, and, and then I and I will turn it into a piece of art. Or I have an idea and it like goes, Oh, that's cool. And then I make a painting of it. I trust that there is some deeper meaning that I'm just too dumb to have thought of because I'm not good. In, I don't work well in that way. Like I've, I've tried, I've tried to, like I, when I was in a band before, I, when I was a, a kid, I was really into dead candidates and it's like, oh, I want to be political band. And so I would try mm-hmm. and write music like that. And it was always very forced and contrived. Whereas the stuff that just kind of, I, I, I let happen and intuited and didn't think mm-hmm. about much. That's that stuff came out really great. And so mm-hmm. every one of my paintings is like this, where I don't think of the meaning and the meaning it's, the thing is, is I think that's cooler because it, it ha, there's a, there's an interaction between the viewer and the artist that way, a commu, like a communication and, mm-hmm. and also the, the viewer becomes an active participant. I'm not telling yeah. you what I'm giving you a certain amount of information and then it's your job to kind of interpret it and, and see what it means to you. And that's cool with me.
1: You know. Well, and and so this is interesting where there's a lot of theories and there's no way to prove this except talk to a lot of creative people. Mm-hmm. Right? We brought this up in the last podcast a little bit, but that the creative act is the way of tapping into intelligence that's beyond the intellect. Therefore, if our intellect's not grabbing it, it's not like being converted to the language of English. I mean, put right. into words going like, hey, Chet. Draw a flower with six petals, you know, it's not doing that. It's just it's what's well, a higher information that um, It's 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 like too fast and too much too many gigabytes for the intellect to process in real time Right, but the intellect can control, you know, the technique. Oh uh, Here's how I make right, this right. magenta. Yeah, yeah here's yeah, how exactly. I make this green, you know Here's the right brush for these little dots. Yep. Yeah, you know right, what? I mean, yeah. that's what the intellect's being used for right as a servant of Absolutely. the intuition. Yes. And the intuition is, is, again, we're talking about symbolism here. that That's thats the water and the intellect is the cup. Right. And um, there's more water than there is cup. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and and to sort of understand that is that like, just to have the humility that the intellect is not the boss. The intellect can be very smart and powerful, but that is not the boss. Then you start realizing, well, creative people are tapping into something, mm-hmm. something smarter than our brains. Mm-hmm. And, and there's all these theories. Carl Jung says there's a collective unconscious. And when you're engaged in certain actions, creative actions, generous actions, uh, uh, meditative actions, basically things where your intellect turns off or submits to something bigger. Mm-hmm. Then it's pulling from maybe, this is Carl Jung, sort of this like super Wi-Fi that we all are plugged into. Right. But we really don't let ourselves. Because yeah. it's difficult. But it comes or, in when or, we sleep, too, when we dream. When we sleep and channel, and you know? a lot a lot of like expert monk types I've talked to, they're like, All you have to do is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> or engage in meaningful work. One right. of those two. Yeah. And they're like, doing nothing's better, but no one knows how to do nothing. Right. Yeah, Because inevitably you go, all right, I'm doing nothing. Oh, um, I really want to watch Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to go grocery shopping. I'm really stressed about this thing that's happening. Yeah. Oh, I have to drive to San Francisco tomorrow. What should I pack? You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what med- meditation is. Wow. I did is nothing tra- for three seconds. Yeah. Medi- yeah, <laughs> no.
0: Meditation is is training your mind to do nothing. You know? To just shut
1: up. Like it's almost like we're too lazy to be lazy and, and be <laughs> ultimate lazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's hard it's I do think... hard to do. It's really
0: hard at first when you start meditating to get your mind to, to, to quiet down. It's like exercise right. or anything. You have to just keep doing it, even though it doesn't seem like it's working. And then eventually it starts working and then it becomes easier to, to do that. Well,
1: and, and by our great metaphor of water that gets trapped or doesn't, in essence, to be doing stuff to do anything is it is almost like constricting parts of us. So we accumulate energy for that that thing we're really thinking about, mm-hmm. or for lifting the heavy object. I mean, literally, like you lift a heavy object and your muscles tensing is essentially trapping all the energy right there. So you're using just like mm, that muscle yeah. so you can lift mm-hmm. that heavy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in essence, uh, it, it appears to be that being awake is essentially one big, I'm constricting everything, so I could use the energy to do daytime stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then nighttime is your body going, all right, I'm forcing you to let it all go. Let yeah. it go. Yeah. And then because you have to recharge, you can't just be holding it in. And that's why I think stress is is like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and joy and relaxation is, 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 yeah, is, like, yeah. is like this. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think the real special thing is to be both simultaneously, mm-hmm. uh, which, by the, which by the way, th- then you want to play as above, so below. That's how um, cells work cells have walls, Mm -hmm. right? And all the important stuff's in the cell. So it needs to be protected, but the walls are, here's your, here's your fancy word. Uh, the, the, the semi-permeable phospholipid membrane, which is another way of saying a wall made of fat (laughs) that lets important things in and out, Mm -hmm. semi-permeable, and the wall of fat is phospholipid membrane, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 always breathing. It's always letting things in and out. So there's a relaxed state to it um, when it comes to what's healthy for it. And a rigidness to keep away what is destructive to right. it. Right. It's like, oh, okay, that's what we're supposed to do. And that's what the creative act is yeah. ultimately. Yeah. It's being a semi-permeable thing phospholipid membrane <laughs> i don't know L- listen when i learned that word back in school i can't believe and, and you I remember I actually that it i'm like yeah. wow that is the smartest sounding <laughs> set of words i got and, and also it's good because the metaphor i love as above so below yeah uh, what we're saying where everything is a way to think about something else yeah the big uh the the spiraling of the cosmos is like the spiraling of water down a drain like mm-hmm. the spiraling of electrons yeah Orbiting, like,
0: um, yeah, yeah, and like, you know, like a flower is uh, the that's the thing about what th- I was saying that you know, th- those symbols in like uh, the secret teachings of all a- ages, uh, uh for, mm-hmm. ex- for example, that has like all of the kind of classic occult symbols in yeah, it, yes, smushed together, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. so and so, um, those things are symbols because they are they resonate with people on this deeper level. That's why they became mm-hmm. symbols because they represent other things well. And mm-hmm. so I kind of think um, that this, the, the two triangle thing on this flower, which is so funny I, that I never thought of it, which is usually the case with my artwork. Um, but but I think it's so, I think it's funny that I put this thing, the this, this study, not even the real painting, and this thing sold right away. And it makes me think that, you know i wonder if that had something to do with it just like aside from the fact that it's it's cool it's neat looking it's a skull and it's flower so people like it but there's also like this deeper metaphysical architecture built into it which is why people like flowers because flowers have that kind of symbolic architecture as well like they they you know flowers shells things that have um fractal designs in them it's like it's expressing a way of the universe and so that resonates maybe with people on a deeper level
1: maybe and and, and that'd be very interesting did the buyer of this uh engage with it because it's exoteric uh that's cool looking Chet's yeah yeah, cool. yeah. i want to own some of that <laughs> it stuff it could be I or know. was it esoteric like yes i am I have studied the mysteries for 1,000 years, and (laughs) this speaks to me.
0: (laughs) This is is one of my principles about art making in general is that it should have the deeper meaning, but it shouldn't... Have to? Yeah, it it shouldn't... uh, uh, Okay, it it should have the deeper message for the people that want to look deeper but it also should just function well on the surface, exoterically. So that's yes. why you have to, that's why, in, in my, from my perspective, it's important to be able to paint well. Because even like just on a, on a technical level, this is a good painting. It's, it's well painted because I know how to paint. And mm-hmm. so it's like, even if you don't look at the deep stuff, you can go, oh, that's a well painted painting. So I feel like that's how, that's, that's one of the criteria of making good art. You know, cause anyone can make some crazy ass shit and then have like a cool meaning about it that is, but it doesn't, but it's not clicking, it's not working, it's not composed well, you don't have all the technical knowledge to compose it well and then present it well and paint it well. To me, it's like, it's great when you have both of those things.
1: Well, and, and this, this leads us to my second favorite definition of all words. We talked about the definition of evil. Then we go into what's the definition of beauty. Yes. Right. And and a side note, I just have to say, because this will come in handy. Plants are the best metaphor for philosophy ever in the whole world. Mm. You if you unpack if you unpack what plants are, just how they work, the basic third grade understanding. And even better, if you get into gardening and you do composting Mm -hmm. and you grow a plant and maybe it makes flowers or it makes food. Mm -hmm. Number one, most philosophical thing you could ever do ever, period, uh, turning dead soil. Into food was right. the most educational thing I've ever done in my entire life. And it, I just did it in the background of my life mm-hmm. 10 minutes of effort a day, and I learned everything, which um, I, I might conversationally loop back around to. But that's cool. Since the definition of beauty, because everything you just said in the past five, 10 minutes, I believe was feeding into what is the definition of beauty. And I spent, I think I spent 10 years looking for this definition. Wow. But before I say it, what is your definition? of beauty oh wow that's a good question Putting yeah. you on the spot that the podcaster has become the podcasted <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i just haven't thought about that i haven't really thought about
1: it before um because because there's obvious answers and then you start poking holes in it like right. a hot girl who looks like barbie well, mm,
0: right right but, yeah, you know yeah, like yeah but, but there's but, more but layers to it yeah but you know, you know the alien the, the alien queen is beautiful to me. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's like yeah. beautiful like, bugs, spiders, all of these things have this beauty to them. So, um,
1: so there's a I don't personal know, yeah. beauty to you. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and that's, that's good. I mean, it's what's appealing.
0: Um, there- it's what makes you feel good. It's what you like. It, it, it's it's it, to, to me, it's I guess maybe more this kind of intuitive visual thing that you're attracted to. Um, that makes you want to look more, um, which is a lot more vague than just, you know, the hot Barbie chick with big boobs or whatever. It's like, you know, it's the thing that makes you, that makes you want more of it almost that pulls you in. Makes you that that's interesting. Draws you that your in.
1: definition went towards what it's functionally, almost mechanically quote unquote mm. doing to you. Which which is good because this is sort of like in my exploring and finding and Exterior and interior introspection. I was coming up with with something similar, and it's okay. tricky because we were saying it's it is eye of the beholder. So we right. can't say um, blue flowers are beautiful. It's like I don't think so. Yeah, Ooh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Succulents are beautiful. No, I'm more of like a yeah <laughs> orchid dude. You know what I mean. I'm into them epiphytes. You know. Um, all right.
0: Uh, uh, so okay. Yeah. You tell me. You tell me. You're.
1: I'll, I'll like simple first, and then and we could expand into all these different expressions of it because and also maybe like because we need to poke we need to poke this definition to see if it's good right so something to the effect of and and i came up with this so it's not like i'm repeating the dictionary or okay something. so take that with a grain of salt better or worse um <laughs> that i invent this is my definition okay um when form and void or stuff in empty space mm-hmm. um uh, uh collaborate to move life energy. Mm. And there's more to it than that, but that's starting simple. And the way I kind of uh, approach, I came to this conclusion through a lot of myths and symbols Mm. and also, um, but the big one was something that drove me crazy for my whole life. And I've strangely made peace with this, which is why, why the fuck can I cuss on here? yes, It's too late. Why the fuck (laughs) do almost all religions of every kind promote some kind of humility and renunciation of the material and renunciation of wealth and giving uh, uh, charitably to the hungry and the homeless mm-hmm. they all say that shit and they all build these super structures that are so expensive right. made of gold <laughs> and they and they pay you know what was uh, at the time 20 billion dollars for like a statue or a right. mural i'm like that is hypocrisy fuck you yeah <laughs> but then I started to go. Wait a minute. Well, there's there's some logic in here, I guess. And the logic was the temple, uh, uh, much like a plant, is an ultimate symbol, right? And a temple or a church or you know whatever you want to call it, depending you know your 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 paradigm, um, is a is a is a symbolic structure. Often, sometimes churches were built to be the layout of a human being, mm. and you don't even know it. And like you know where they do the preaching would be like the third eye or oh, the wow. heart, you know, things yeah. like that. But more simply. When you walk into a beautiful temple or or church or whatever, everything about it is awe-inspiring. Yeah, awe inspiring. Yeah, awe. Yeah, you yeah. go in and you're like, <gasps> and
0: you're it, humbled. It does what art does. It does what art does when you see good art, great art inside
1: of art. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's inspiring and changes your consciousness. So one of the things that traps us in, in 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 smallness are our five senses because they could only pick up so much. We can't hear dog whistles. We can't see every color. Mm -hmm. We're we're playing with, with a limitation and we don't even know it. Right. right? Unless you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you go into a, a, a holy place and its job is to with awe, humble your ass. Mm -hmm. Just go. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then all of your five senses are, 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 are directly um, assaulted with, um, with uh, the smell of incense the hearing of music, right, right. Um, uh, there's often a food uh, aspect, be it um, uh, um, in in the Hinduism, uh, th- they give you, um, they feed you mm-hmm. afterwards. Or there's the holy communion. The, mm-hmm. Like all five senses are addressed in the way of humbling mm-hmm. you with awe. Right. You go in there and you feel an energy. And now, now before we get into any woo-woo stuff, walk into a dirty hoarder's house and you're like, it's kind of chaotic in here, right? Walk into a beautiful model home and you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk into an ugly parking lot in Skid Row. You're like, huh. Now walk into a beautiful meadow in Yosemite during sunset. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. Gen- there's something cr- about.
0: Yeah. It creates a feeling. It creates a feeling, so, you know, changes your consciousness.
1: Then we go, what is that feeling? And this is where it might start to become eye of the beholder stuff. Although I'd say almost everyone will universally uh uh feel this humility and this opening under certain circumstances, gorgeous beach cliffs or sunset. So there's those universal ones. Mm -hmm. And then now it might be like, you know, if I were to be an architecture dork, um, certain types of buildings, uh, uh, gorgeous mid-century modern stuff that's very minimal and gorgeous. I I walk into those and I'm like, wow, I appreciate this. This is great. Or, um, Or any beautiful temple or church, you go in there and you're just like, you're opened up. Now you're yeah. actually forced into more of that laid back. Re- you're forced into this state instead right. of this state. Yeah, you know. Now, that's a temple, and on every part of it, including the the the, the priests and nuns, they're theoretically supposed to also be doing that inside of themselves. themselves is the temple. Right. Cleanliness is vital. Like like a lot of times they'll be like, um, uh, you can't set certain things on certain countertops because it's holy or where there's holy right. water or where there's holy foods or yeah. things like that. Um, and the the priests or the nuns, often there's uh, techniques of they have to fast and take laxatives mm-hmm. so they like get it all out <laughs> and then they even um, uh, will clear out their sinuses. That's where neti pots came oh, from wow. actually from Hindu monks. Oh, They'd wow. even get towels and clean out their yeah. sinuses like that. So there's no <laughs> obstruction yeah. of any kind in fact, they even learned if, if one nostril is clogged, they actually have a device that's like a cane. And you when you set your arm on this cane for like 10 minutes, it will like clear one of your sinuses. Oh, weird. You do. They invented all these like technologies yeah. to make sure air, food, energy, thoughts, all of that is without obstacle. Right. While they do things to the temple. So they treat themselves as a temple. So then their temple is... Uh, It uh, encourages the flow of life energy. Mm -hmm. And then if we go into some, like, um, Western religion myth, uh, they even say uh, if you – if the Temple of Solomon um, has a room where the goddess will will descend if the temple is adequate. Hmm. Long story short. Now, there's – but then there – remember, we're the temple. So if your temple, your mind, body, and emotions are adequate, the goddess, which is – the creative force, right? Creativity itself, life itself, will come visit you, right? And if you are equipped, you can talk to her, right? And also, you could talk to her without exploding because that goddess—it was actually in Raiders of the Lost Ark—and uh-huh. she exploded <laughs> the Nazis because um her energy was too much, and if you're like this, you'll explode. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you're like this, it will flow through, right? You, right. Not kill you. Yeah, so, that
0: makes sense. Think about it, Uh, uh metaphorically. If you're stopping the energy flow and you're tight and the energy mm. comes in it's just going to build up and explode but if the, the point is that it goes through you continuously this is transparent
1: this is, to transcendence joseph campbell would yeah
0: say. this is this is you know when uh when you're doing the um the lbrp or any kind of magical ritual and ceremony lower banishing ritual the pentagram it's like you're at one point you kind of like draw these pentagrams in the in the air and then you push your energy through it. And I, I was reading something is like, if you're not envisioning first, this great white light from above, that's putting a beam down through your head and then going through you to push the energy, you're going to push your own energy and you're going to, it's going to make you tired. So it's like you, you always, so at the beginning of any of these, uh ceremonies that I've done is like the first thing you do is you imagine this huge white light and then you put your finger up or your dagger, which is represents the the intellect. That's what that's what the magician dagger is. Good symbolism. Yeah. (laughs) And you bring it down to your third eye and you imagine the beam coming through and then it goes through you. And then everything you're doing, you're using that huge reserve of energy and not your own personal energy. So I thought that was well, interesting.
1: You know, the metaphor of, of what uh, being, being a, t- a perfect temple is, hmm. is the sun, as we were talking about earlier with our lion metaphor. It is to be, um, because what is the sun? The sun is the definition of beauty. It is a physical object.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: this ball of whatever it is. It's a physical object that has somehow harmonized itself with the non-physical. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and therefore it is radiant, it is transparent right. to transcendence. This, whatever this mystery energy like giving, life-giving. And whether intentionally or not, it is providing life to everything around it. Right. Which is what they say, you know, when you really get into like spiritual masters of any kind, they're always saying, Don't worry about others, work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and if you really get into a deep conversation going down the rabbit hole with these people, monks, priests of every kind. They're they're like, you will become radiant with a certain type of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And then people who go near you will will receive some of that. Mm-hmm. And, and this is also why um there are holy sites, holy statues, holy buildings, right? You go into it. And 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 by the way, the point of all of this is it is not the stuff that's giving you this, it's actually the empty space. Because right. the peak form of existence is empty space. You can't create it. Right. 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 That's silence and empty space, the void right. is always the symbol of the epitome of creativity. It's the same as a blank canvas. Yep. That blank canvas could be anything a picture of the Loch Ness Monster, yeah, it's got, a picture of yeah. a dog, a picture of a skull with a flower Pure on it. Pure potentiality. We're the ones limiting it down to a right. tangible, rigid category, mm-hmm. by the way. You're painting. Is now a rigid category, not yep. in a bad sense, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it can't not be that now. I mean, you can yeah, be yeah. over it, I guess, but yeah. that's besides <laughs> I know the what you're point. saying. It is now, assuming it's yeah, done, yeah. It looks done, it's great. It is now that skull with the flower. Right. Okay, that's what it is. Um, but when it was a blank canvas, it could have been anything. Right. And that anythingness would be the definition of God. Right. The ability to conjure anything. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Right. Um, um, so actually, this whole. So then, the definition of beauty is actually anything that opens you up, so that emptiness or peak life energy or the creative force can go in you and 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 and, and through you. Right, and that's I mean, yeah. it. That's the definition of beauty. Yeah, and yeah. then we go well. So in nature, for lower creatures, you know, like animals, um, they it's it's much less simple because they don't have this sort of reasoning. So they go. What am I here to do? I'm here to survive and mate, mm-hmm. right? So, there an, the animal definition of beauty is well, what looks like an entity, a mate, um, you know, uh, 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 to to mate with that looks the most robust with life energy. Mm-hmm. I am looking for the strongest wolf right. or the strongest, you know, uh, koala or whatever that looks like by combining with them. Because they are so robust with life energy right. that they will create the strongest offspring and we continue. Yeah. Now this becomes a problem for us humans because we are still the animal computer, which is another computer added onto it. So we fall for this animal stuff, but we're not animals. Right. So we fall for lies of beauty. You know, the 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 beautiful, the beautiful looking human who's dressed all wealthy and stuff like that. Well, that could be a lie because there's more to it than right. just does it look like they are robustly filled with life vitality? We right. are more than just, oh, I hope my baby's strong. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we could be fooled because we're so much animal brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is what a lot of, uh, you know, culture is just making you obsessed with the the lies of beauty. Or maybe it's not a lie. Maybe they are. They do have the best immune system in the whole world. Right. Maybe they are the healthiest. <laughs> They're glowing with fertility but there's more to it. Right. There's mind. There's emotions. There's higher energies beyond that. Right. So that is why we get we fall to the trap of lies of beauty. And plus, you could just pretend. You could spend your entire savings on like the expensive car. Right. Like, I I am the best. I am the top of the dominance hierarchy. Look at how robustly vital uh, I, uh, uh, my energies okay. are. It's like, well, actually, no. Okay. We're too clever for that. Okay. <laughs> so,
0: okay. So. This is where it gets interesting because yeah, if, you know, I agree, this is the definition of of beauty. Now, now if I see beauty in uh, a rotting carcass mm-hmm. on the side of the road mm-hmm. with ants crawling in it, like, I can see that and be like, there's a poetry to that. There's yes. like a poetic beauty to that. Mm-hmm. So then you're getting into like a more sophisticated perspective about beauty and it's sophisticated is the right word. Yeah. yeah, And so it's like, it's, it's like, um, I guess where your head's at (laughs) in a way, like, do you have a mind to see that or, or, or not, you know, whereas it's, it's, it's like the, it's like the whiskey analogy or whatever. It's like, you know, it's, you develop more sophisticated tastes to enjoy things that are like not normally just automatically good tasting like sugar or something, you know what I mean? And and this
1: is where, um, flex flexible categories as opposed to rigid categories become important because now why is that rotting corpse? Let's say it's a rotting, um, deer on the side of the road. It's filled with flies and maggots and it smells bad too. Right. (laughs) Um, okay. So then I ask you, why is it beautiful? So, so first I'll ask you, and then I'll, I'll make some assumptions of other things you'll say okay. in addition to that. But go ahead. Why is why I, is it beautiful? Well, I would say it's it's beau it's beautiful
0: in this in its grim. It's so morbid and grim, and creepy looking that it it's purely it okay. It's purely creepy and morbid. It's so purely creepy looking that it has a beauty about it. But there's also, mm-hmm. like, just in the way that anything, if you throw a cup on the ground and it and it breaks, the way that just naturally the, the shapes scatter on the ground, that's like a – it makes these – beautiful. everything in nature makes these beautiful patterns no matter what you do. So even the way that the, the body has fallen and the jawbone has – just the way it's laying there and maybe it looks like it's got almost like got a pained look in itself. It's almost like this incredible – art sculpture that evokes uh you know the feeling of pain and sadness it like expresses you could say it's beautiful i could say it's beautiful because it perfectly expresses the experience of your loved ones dying a loved one dying so it's like it's Mm -hmm. expressing this thing so well that there's a beauty to that And and you could could say on on surface level, it's like, oh, it's beautiful because it's melting into the ground and that's going to feed the plants and the ants are eating it and it's part of the ecosystem. So it's even on that kind of surface level, it's kind of got a, a beauty to it as well.
1: So precisely, that's where I was actually kind of going to poke at this going, but you said it already, which is when you <laughs> said sophisticated, and I think another way to put it is multiple layers that, you know, are all turning together like clockwork mm-hmm. of sorts. Yeah. So, so the first reaction, the less sophisticated reaction is you gross death, death bad, don't look. Right. I, which no, is natural, which is natural.
0: Yeah. And that goes back to this kind of natural survival mode of being an
1: animal that's like, oh, death bad, life good. I mean, there, so then there's there's a there's a fascinating sorry, sorry movement you. of energy in the in in the way of like exactly what you just said a fascinating movement of energy to go. That's something I don't see often, and if you really sit there and contemplate it, you will start thinking about oneself. Oh, I'm going to die someday, and I don't right. even know when. This will be me. Fact. Right. Do I really need to worry about X, Y, and Z over mm-hmm. there? Should I just be doing one, two, and three over here? Because this is what makes me radiant with life and that stuff is just a waste like why you know and and um and then yeah and then think about loved ones maybe conjure appreciation right there's also the the energy of novelty say it's the Mm. first time i've ever seen a dead deer on the side of the road ever oh my god this is this is new like my my brain cells are exploding with new information wow so that's what a jawbone looks like that, how does that work? Right. Now I'm thinking, you know, mechanically, scientifically, intellectually, but then I might even start getting sad. Like, Oh, well, I wonder if this deer had family, yeah, but yeah. then I'm going, Oh, but the, 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 the bugs are, 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 are thriving because of this. Right. weird. Now I'm thinking about natural law and to understand natural law helps us understand everything and make peace with the ups and downs of the world and teach us how to engage with it better. Wow. Okay. And then maybe like, you know, if you see something that recently died, the the blood is actually so shockingly red. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know if you've seen this before because I did um, taxidermy one time. So again, dark arts, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's and, and by the way, I love animals, so I never want an animal to die. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but so I'm I'm <laughs> most taxidermy most stuff. taxidermy people I know are like that. They're like
0: ethically ethical taxidermy. They don't kill okay. animals.
1: Yep. To yep. And in fact, um, yeah. So, so as I'm dissecting the, and I've dissected a human being because I, I was almost a scientist once upon no a time, way. So. I've always, you know, I've always it, wanted to do that. <laughs> oh, okay, well, um, uh, there's a, the, well, there's classes you could sign up for, advanced biology <laughs> classes. You'll have to probably take a bunch of tests before you're allowed yeah. to. Um, do that and we never saw the person's face by the way and it's very respectful yeah yeah. anyway my point is though you see these details like wow so that's the digestive system that's that's going on in me right wow that has its own kind of micro intelligence and yeah uh, uh, wow intestines are almost like earthworm intelligence and but they're plugged into me like you know you just think millions of thoughts yeah or there's you know this is
0: this is in my head that's isn't that this weird is well, actually, like right below the surface of you know we're all looking at each other the way we are and it's like it's, wh- it's yeah a it's super weird right
1: skull in there. <laughs> yeah and, and then you think about the plates how did the plates of the skull fuse together anyway yeah so yeah. it's so and, and and um one practice uh, an ancient secret society practice is they put you in a room actually with a flower, a candle, a skull, and a mirror, and they're like, just stare at this. We're not even gonna tell you why you're staring at it. So you stare at it for, for an hour. And then, and then you leave and weeks later, they ask you, what did you think that meant? Okay. Okay, cool. We'll come back in a few weeks, a few weeks later. What do you think it meant? And then eventually they'll say, well, here's what it was supposed to mean, but you've obviously created meaning for yourself also it's supposed to uh, represent, you know, mortality. So you're pondering like, this is me, uh, regeneration, which is the flower, the candle. Well, there's a fire of life inside of me on, um, on an impermanent structure that is burning down mm-hmm. with every passing second. Right. And then it's all there in a mirror. So you're seeing yourself in the same image as these. And That's so, cool. and they're like, you should always, you should always be engaging in, and looking at flowers, candles, and skulls in this way. Right. Because it will, um, constantly like be, um, updating your software to have a wider view. And here's the thing, all these like enlightened folks. So they say. I haven't. I haven't met one of these. I don't think. But uh, the theory is um, they see ultimate beauty in everything. Right. Coffee tables. Adolf Hitler. Right. Uh, 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 the uh, Mother Teresa. You know, because they're like, oh, there is, um, there is a life energy inside of this, and it's animating the play of reality, right. which is ultimately. Education for every single person. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then and then for those who choose to engage with it and hit the fast forward button on the automatic processes, that's often called alchemy, the 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 metaphor right. of alchemy. You're doing what nature's doing anyway, but you're just doing it faster. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. in yourself. Yeah. This or, is um, this
0: this was this is discussed in your in your class in your uh, secret teachings. Oh yeah yeah, what yes. is yeah, yeah um
1: well and, and in fact what's Which so again I,
0: again I want to let people listening it's only 60 bucks. It's so worth it. It's so good. I would recommend everybody it's worth the 60 bucks, believe me. It's really amazing. It, well, I thank think you. even and artists, yeah, so a lot of artists listen to the show as an artist it's very valuable, I think, just to kind of like learn about symbolism and and
1: stuff like that. Anyway, that's Well, in, in particular I have two I don't think um I have two classes that are really direct in in the unpacking the art type stuff. Uh, the basic keys to the secret teachings of all ages, that's which so is what yes. we talked about last yes. time, and that's just giving literacy towards like what are the basic, um, despite the very long name, it's just what's the basic literacy of like what everyone throughout the whole world throughout all recorded history is generally saying. Right. Yeah. 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 And they said it through myths, but mostly imagery. So now you could go to a museum, like any museum, and be like, right, oh that. That means this yeah, 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 high odds. It means this, yeah, yeah. um, but then there's another one, the basics of esoteric symbolism, which is sort yeah. of like, is that on the simpler. web? is that on the website also? It's a, yeah. I have oh, four okay. classes. Um, and, and those two, the, the ones I just mentioned, I think are, are, are really, uh, for artists, Excellent. um, most useful for artists and maybe psychologists more than anyone. Um, but at the, but, um, and also my whole point was like, I get so much joy when I go to, um, uh, like lacma or museums and there is deliberately spiritual art right. or i go to temples or whatever mm-hmm. um and uh, uh and i see this stuff and i go oh it, it's literally supposed to mean this wow right and um and and sort of the the anyway so those are the classes but um <laughs> when it comes to to dark art why why are we naturally folks like you and i who are um life loving Human loving, animal loving, not evil right. people. Why do we like this macabre stuff? Right, that's the yeah, that's the that's the rub. That's the weird
0: thing. That's what's interesting. Is is because like again, again, this is just a common theme with all the artists I interview, especially the dark artists. Particularly mm-hmm. the nicest people. They're the nicest people always. They're they're nicer than the average person, and more kind hearted and and sensitive. So it's just, it's really a strange thing. I'm not, I, I still, am not sure. I'm not sure why that is. You know, I think there's a lot of potential reasons. Um,
1: I I actually, I don't have an answer, but, (laughs) uh, I just know I'm one of them. Yeah, I know um, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's it's a trip.
1: I I just, I I I, had a, I had a very uh, powerful moment many years ago. Um, I was in a room, um, a very large room and, um, and I look way over there against the wall. There was a booth where people were selling, you know, like trinkets and things like that. And um, it was a huge um, fabric painting. A batik is the style of painting. Yes. Um, and it was of goddess Kali, who uh, the symbolism of, of, of whom I already really liked, as I like so much stuff from East and West. I couldn't stop staring at it. And, and I, uh, you know, I was at this, it was like a, con- it was sort of like a convention of sorts and I was there for like 10 hours. Right. So I'm in and out of the, the building and uh, throughout the day. And no matter what, whenever I passed it, I'd be like, <laughs> I just had to look at yeah. it. I don't know why it wasn't like a, a exquisitely crafted art, but I was like, I was obsessed with it. Right. It, it was almost like when a puppy is staring at the steak on the counter Yeah. and I'm like, why am I so interested in this? Right. Um, and so then I, 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 went to visit a place I've been meaning to visit for a long time And anyone in LA, uh, listening, this might be worth a visit. Um, the Kali Mandir, which yes. is another you long, story short Kali temple in Laguna take, beach. You have to take me there sometime. We should go there soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I haven't been there in uh, you told me about it. over six months, I think. Yeah. But I try to visit, I, I like to visit there at least, um, four or five times a year. Mm. Um, a very small place, but, um, Also, the monks there are extremely friendly and and education, uh, educational, and and uh, at least in my experience and what I've witnessed, very happy to just share. That's awesome. You know what I mean? And by the way, uh, side note, they have a YouTube channel where it's just thousands of hours of lectures. Right? Oh, really? yeah yeah yeah. oh so good I've I've like because I do uh, animation on my film stuff mm-hmm. and that takes forever so I just sit there I listen to like 10 hours of lectures a day uh-huh. and I'm actually <laughs> like engaged in paying attention yeah yeah like yeah. very well because uh the head pujari there pujari is sort of um how about an energetic ritual to energize the, the the altar so when you go near it you receive that energy so the head pujari there Swami Bajanananda, um he is uh he's he's a he's a normal guy Versus say the old the old more um uh, uh, old school like uh, uh, I always envision priests and monks and nuns as like old people who don't like talking to you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just my stereotype, but no, he's he's um a, just such a casual, um easy to speak to speaks uh like the way you and I are speaking. Mm-hmm. and it's so great to have like an expert, yeah of of one very potent, beautiful angle of um, spirituality and art, um, uh, being able to express this stuff. In fact, his name is a a reference to um, uh, music and how music can be um, spiritually educational Mm. and a a sacred practice in itself. But my point to all of this is Goddess Kali has become my favorite image. You know, I said my one of my favorite symbols are are plants. Mm-hmm. Uh it, uh my one of my favorite uh symbols is Kali. The reason I like plants, by the way, is because they are the union of opposites. They are water that then is pulled up by the sun. That's how plants grow. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's like controlled evaporation. The sun, fire, is pulling the water up and they're building structures upwards because oh, interesting. It's the plant but, erect, hmm. right? And uh, plants are a great metaphor. This will tie into goddess Kali. Plants are a great metaphor because by harmonizing the fire and the water, or rather all four, earth, air, fire, and water, when all of those are in harmony, it grows to its maximum potential, the the maximum version of what it's supposed to be. And then outsprouts flowers, which is the symbol of, this is the ultimate blossoming. Mm. No different than when you uh, make a great painting that's like, a plant going from seedling which is nothing the blank canvas right. that just that becomes alive when in contact with water the creative force something cracks open which causes a lot of suffering which is right. the creative process yeah. and then up grows <laughs> this thing and then the final product is here is the blossomed painting right. or any project or accomplishment or, or or lesson learned yeah yeah is that but god is kali she's she's an interesting one bloody violent Screaming! I know. I Na- love it. A so. naked, a <laughs> naked goddess, wearing um a, a a belt of arms, severed, bloody arms, a necklace of skulls, so cool. four arms, one's holding the blade of intellectual discernment, as mm-hmm. you were saying, um, a, a severed, bleeding head, you know, um, a, a disheveled hair, and she's standing on top of um a corpse called Shiva Mm -hmm. um, or Shava in that case. Why, why is this the ultimate representation of love, life and creativity? I don't like, I have since learned it, but I'm looking at this thing before I know this stuff. And I'm like, why do I like this? Right, right. It's totally
0: like dark art. It's the same. It's, 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 it's dark and, challenging but it's somehow for people like us it, it it tracks us and we like
1: it. Right so so just the just looking at it without ex- exoterically it's like this is compelling. Yeah. Now I, I I do wonder I do wonder is there is there more data coming off of it besides this is this is badass. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> or 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 was I born to resonate with this type of artwork and, and some grand destiny plans. Like you're born to love this artwork and then you're destined to unpack it and then learn lessons and right. that will help you grow. Because I always believe that the goal of all life is just to evolve. So mm-hmm. anything that grows us and it doesn't matter what it is, right. food, art, music, doesn't matter if it grows you. That's part of your, what you're supposed to be doing. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah. So first off it's it, it, Kali, goddess Kali imagery is just cool looking yeah. and compelling you unpack it and you're like this is the this is the most intelligent thing i've ever come across when it comes to symbolism she's uh she is a she because she's the creative force mm-hmm. which is that which gives birth mm-hmm. to all things she's she's black because she's the void mm-hmm. which is that emptiness we're talking about um i mean i'm not going to get into a whole lesson about what she is but i will say one of the most genius things is she's um well she's holding the head the severed head which is essentially the ego or your ignorances mm-hmm because uh, on one side of her, her, arms are holding punishments. If you interact with life uh, and love and creativity incorrectly, it will hurt you mm. um, in the way of you're learning hard lessons. And on the other side, um, she's holding up the, the the sword or the dagger, as you said, uh, intellectual discernment between truth and falsehood. And another hand is the mudra, which is a symbol of giving blessings. So mm. it's like, okay, depending how you interact with, life itself it will hurt you or 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 bless you and help you Right. but one of the most interesting things is around her neck is a necklace of skulls and those represent the alphabet oh, i'm no like way. alphabet and a, a lot of, there's a lot of ways to unpack this but long story short words are dead technology huh. words And words in in Hinduism often represent things because they say everything is a word. All physical objects is a word. Mm -hmm. So words like us talking and words as in all physical objects are just dumbed down, constricted, frozen expressions of life energy. Mm. But also it's the best we have. We're using words right now. Right, right. So it's the best we have, but we have to know that these words are not the thing. Right, right. These words are maybe going into your brain or going into my brain or going into a listener's brain to then open them up, you know, like beauty does, to their own life inside of them to untrap it. Right. Right? Yeah, so yeah. So it's saying, like, to know that everything we're doing and saying is dead, It is not. it is not the point. It's right. just what leads us to the point, which is the radiance of the life that's trapped inside of you.
0: Yeah, it's like Alan Watts calls it um, uh, uh, eating the menu. It's
2: eating like, the menu—that okay. that is so
0: good. <laughs> I've never heard that. Exactly right, because words are not the food.
1: It's like the the. It's telling you what the thing will be like. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And, and again, words we could associate with the intellect. So words important, physical right. objects important, intellect also important, right. It's not the thing. Right, right. It is the symbol for the, it's, they're
0: all symbols for the bigger thing, the real thing. And the real real thing is
1: God energy or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's like, have any of us actually touched the real thing? My guess is we've gotten whispers of it. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I definitely feel like I've had, I've had, you know, like when you had your experience, you were touched by the. The, we the, the whisper, about a, the last some form of the thing. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. The last episode we talked about your experience. Yeah, and the last
1: episode, you know, we talked about the symbolism that the ultimate goal is to be uh, like a child minus naivete that can communicate with whatever that thing is. And also, you know, we're talking about lies of beauty. I think that's where um, so many things, be it uh, doom scrolling, drugs, whatever, they're, 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 they're tricking us to release some of the energy, mm-hmm. like our 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 brain chemicals, that may, maybe are a fake simulation of touching the thing. Right. So then we get trapped in in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, it is very tricky. It, it's very tricky because I believe that a lot of what uh, engages us with the peak thing mm-hmm. or the no thing is really the way to put yeah. it. The, the, the peak life energy that that <laughs> fills us with bliss and education and fulfillment, very temporarily. Um, yeah. I think. It's really weird. We're the ones hiding it from us. Mm-hmm. Like when you watch a movie or listen to music, uh, uh, how about a movie? You're watching flashing lights right. on a screen. And those flashing lights are decoded to be meaningful. Right. And then we give ourselves permission to unlock the various chemicals in us or or unrestrict the things that we're holding trapped energy in us. It's mm-hmm. like, oh. God, I hate, it's so cliche, but it's like, Oh, it was in you the whole time. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's like, that's like, I need to stare at flashing lights to be inspired to release stuff. Right. That's already trapped inside. It's just it. like,
0: it's like a game we're playing. You pl- you play with yourself, you know, it's like, right. it's yep. like basically, and, you know, <laughs>
1: like, and we're not mature enough to just know how to be like, or right, I'm just gonna. Yeah. Yeah. But, just like, like all the, it. the yeah. you know, the brain chemicals, what are they? There's the four main ones. Uh, uh, oxytocin, norepinephrine, serotonin and dopamine. Mm-hmm. Those are always in us, but it's like we need like a puppy or a loved one or 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 a great song or right. a taco to yeah. bring that out of us. That's <laughs> fucked. But also maybe That's... it's there to guide us, almost like a carrot on a stick, like yeah, yeah. guide us towards something useful unless with our infinite horrible cleverness we invent like if you if, substances that fake it. Yeah. You. I mean, if you, you're obsessed with the substance, you know, if, if
0: you can have that all the time, then what would be the point of any of this? You know, that's like, uh, if, yeah. if you just always had it, then
1: there's no point in anything you would not need to do anything or. Well, and I mean? that brings me to, uh, I play video games, you know, every now and then I am a video game lover. I just don't play them enough. Um, I should play more video games, but in essence, when you think about it, you go like, okay, let's say the video game comes on a disc, Right. It's like I'm holding the beginning, middle, and end of this, right? Right? Almost like is almost to say it's already complete. I've already, it, in essence, as far as I'm concerned, this digital character inherent inside of this disc is the completion of their journey or enlightenment or whatever. Right. But I'm going to put in this machine called the PlayStation and then actually progress slowly over 30 hours to reach that point. And it's like, oh, maybe that's what we're doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, the the feeling, the progression of evolution, like has to happen maybe we live in a realm of logic this limited place of third dimensions. like well you want to play the logic game then you got to logically progress upwards sorry can't just make it happen that's illogical yeah that's <laughs> just not the way it works <laughs> welcome welcome to logic land welcome, everything has steps yeah. um and, and the way through it is to stare at Chetzar paintings <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, so, so, whatever
0: your painting of choice is so,
1: there, there was another angle of dark art uh, uh, that I was saying called uh, propaganda. Mm-hmm. What's your take on um, using well, art to drive people towards less evolutionary? Outcomes? Yeah, th- this to me. Okay.
0: This is like the power of art kind of in the same way as the power of magic. Like, harnessing the power of magic you can do you can do nice things or you can put curses on people <laughs> you know you could you could lit- it's a power it's a neutral power mm-hmm. and i think so i i look at art as that as that is the same thing it's the same thing it's the same power uh maybe just using different tools um and re- whatever regardless though it's like it's, it's you know, say, calling propaganda dark art is kind of like you're just naming it a dark art when really, you know, I've seen the, some of the propaganda, like, what's this guy's name? Uh, I think his name's John McLaughlin. He was big in when Trump was first coming to power, and he was like a, a, a real tight illustration style painter, and it's like they're so as, as art to me, they're just the worst, even though he's like great at rendering, draw figure drawing, you know, he's a traditional kind of painter, but it's always, it's like, you know, it'll have, it had like Obama trample ripping up the constitution. And then like uh, George Washington going like, Oh, crying and like all (laughs) these old presidents around him like crying and and it's just like it's so dumb but it's like so so not only is it bad art in the sense that it's way too uh, way too uh it's not 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 only is it bad in the sense that it's propagandistic it's also bad in the sense that it's like so editorial it's telling you what to think there's no room for mystery or any kind of thinking at all mm-hmm. it's like spelled out this is what you're supposed to think you're supposed to think obama's bad and he's tearing the constitution up and he's going against all of the all of history and it's and that's all of his artwork and he got really big during this this time um okay and uh so anyway point being it's not in the dark realm at all you would look at it it's very much like uh you know regular painting of people it's classic traditional painting and it doesn't it's so it's so it's it's propaganda art but i would not so, so point being okay this is my point propaganda art can be an any art movement you can use any mm. any medium or any whatever it could be like you know like i was saying before it could be a bowl of fruit if it's done the right way it could be propaganda um you know what i'm saying so i so yeah, i yeah. so to me it's like you can have dark art be propaganda you could have any art be propaganda but but you're, yeah. but you're saying it's kind of like a dark arts as like oh, the well, dark so, arts rather than dark art <laughs> you know what i'm saying well, exactly so i was just
1: taking the word black dark magic art, and something. now you me and i'm sure every single person listening to this we already know. Yeah. But we already know that dark art is a term almost like cubism or mid-century right, or right, or right. renaissance style or caravaggio yeah, yeah, yeah. style. It conjures a type of look. Right. A type of general a general Behind. category, not yeah. a rigid category, yeah, but right. um Yes, but, but to those who like um one time a neighbor of mine saw um a lot of my artwork and I have a mix of beautiful uh artwork and dark artwork which is also beautiful but not traditionally beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she actually said like what's with all the like demonic stuff? I'm like, <laughs> Oh, well the notion of demons, which we talked about in the last podcast. Um, I don't like that. That's that'd be like me worshiping the flu virus. No, I'm not into that. Right. It, it's it's different. It's different. But right. so I'm talking more for those outside of, of the, the term dark arts, right? Like, Ooh, you mean like evil and blah, blah. <laughs> so just as we approach the topic of today, which is what are dark arts? I'm like, I think we've discussed quite accurately a, a lot of aspects of it in the way we understand it, the optimistic, loving, creative right. uh, stuff. But then it's like, well, what would be now? Let's almost break the definition. Dark arts, like right. it's leading you the towards other way. Yeah, 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 the other. trapped stagnation, right, uh, downward spiral type of stuff. And um, it's manipulative.
0: Propaganda is like, it's, it's, whereas real art is designed to open that channel and yeah. I think, uh, Joseph Campbell is quoting, uh, oh, who's he quoting James Joyce or someone S- saying art should bring about aesthetic arrest where it's like, it shuts down all of your senses. Like it makes them just go, Whoa. Cause you're like,
1: wow. They, like we're saying with the, the beautiful right, temple. Metaphor, right. You're just right. Like,
0: whereas, whereas. Written- propaganda is the opposite of that because it's yeah. so it's like real real art is trying to evoke a sense of awe and wonder and inspiration to open mm-hmm. like open these channels of energy in your body in your mm-hmm. being whereas Mm-mm. propaganda is trying to control you and trying to make you think a certain thing and make you do a certain thing rigid. Yeah. It's about control
1: versus letting go, you know? Yeah. That's a really great way to put it. And also so convenient that it lines up with everything we've been saying. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so I've been, I've been researching it like a maniac. I'd say the entire month of January, it's now February 2nd today. um, It's like 24 seven. All I've been doing is researching propaganda how, how do ideas spread like a virus mm-hmm. and a lot of it is through artwork mm-hmm. actually and and there's sort of um there's some I'm still a work in progress in mastering the understanding of this um but it's essentially like first when, when it is that that the painting you're talking about where it's like Obama ripping up the constitution or whatever mm-hmm. and it's all spelled out for you we could call that like the least powerful version that's almost like it's it, it, it it's not a big hard drive it doesn't hold a lot of power to it because it's just telling you here's what you think it's yeah, there's no interpretation yeah, yeah yeah it's just what it is yeah, and, yeah. and you're, you're preaching to the choir so people who are into that they're like yeah right. that is exactly how i feel already and yeah yeah <laughs> you know what gets cra- the, the simpler you get with the with the with the art or the symbol or the object the simpler you get then it holds massive power. So how about this? If we're playing the politics game, there's um, a couple years ago, Hillary versus Trump. Well, Hillary had the I'm with her logo. I kind of forgot what it was, but it was like an arrow and an H, I think. Okay, so there's that symbol. And Donald Trump had the red hat that said, make America great again. Mm -hmm. If you go to a Hillary fan and you show her both of those, the, the H would conjure feelings of hope and joy and like I'm I'm going for that team. And you show them the red hat and it, it brings forth everything, uh, all all the negatives of how they feel about the red hat. And vice versa. You go yeah, to the yeah, Trump fan, yeah. you show them the same things and just flip it, mm-hmm. right? And it is because it's so simple. Now now we're talking the power of symbolism here, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't actually matter that it's an H with an arrow or a red hat with a certain font and white letters. It is that. You took the object and then you told everyone, this is what it means. You connect it to a team and the team has a list of ideologies. And depending on who you are, you love or hate those ideologies. Mm-hmm. And then you you hit people over the head with both of those, especially in the media, over and over and over. And after about six months, they're trained to react this way or that way. Right. And then, and then their emotions are now filling it up. And now the power of symbolism is you have a simple object you give uh, uh you give it some intellectual definition now it's a cup right mm-hmm. and then then you yourself are pouring in you're encouraged to pour in all of your hatred mm. all of your hatred into it right and then now whenever you see a certain thing you feel hatred and that hatred either makes you uh, uh uh run towards a direction to um cure the hatred uh uh or 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 you know lean into it and act on it and stop those that you hate right so it's like artwork if you train the masses just a little bit and enough, you're almost Manchurian candidating that certain people I'm mm-hmm. not saying everyone falls for this right. you know um but and, and and I'm not just saying politics politics yeah, are no a, this is a, a the very pr- easy one principle but even behind food, adver-
0: advertising and everything and lo- corporate logos and and
1: that it's the same kind of idea yep, right yep yep like for example, I'm a movie dork and uh, so, I live near an AMC theater. So when I see the AMC logo, I actually kind of get happy. Like, yeah. yeah, that's that place with the popcorn and the nice seats. Yeah, and I sit there and I, and and for two hours, I'm like, because yeah, I just love movies so mm-hmm. much. And I, and I actually, they're they're actually almost like a, a a very light spiritual experience for me. I I go by myself more than I, than not. I want to be by myself. I just want to you know it's my own thing mm-hmm. and then I leave. So I see the AMC theaters logo and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Joy. <laughs> yeah. Um Apple computers uh do me well. So I see the Apple logo. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing that helps me get things done. Right. Yay. Right. But this <laughs> is this is this is the same as
0: this is the same as religion and all of this stuff though. And and, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's bad. I'm just saying like the church with the crucifix, the cross it's yeah. symbolizing whatever it's symbolizing this movement this belief system mm-hmm. and you know you go into a movie theater that's like your church you know uh, mm-hmm. i go to a gallery it's like it's like a the art church you know it's mm-hmm. the same kind of thing but the amc logo is going to conjure feelings of going to the movies when you're a kid and all this stuff and mm-hmm. and in theory this is the same as a, the cross for some people they're going to remember that feeling of being in that big epic church and so it's like you know i don't know propaganda is is it's like a double-edged sword it's not necessarily evil maybe mm-hmm. you know it's it's it's
1: uh i guess i think it's more what's the function of it right, is it leading right, you right. towards Cause, cause, your own authentic evolution right right because you can or have propag- is it yeah, you, you could shrink th- <laughs> you down into a
0: box. Right, you could have, in theory, you could have propaganda to
1: for enlightenment. You know, you could. You better believe that's what esoteric symbolism is. Right, right. It is it's, propaganda. So, Once you learn, right, the, the, you know, we're talking about the book stuff versus right. the intuition. Mm-hmm. Once you learn a little, a little bit of the book stuff, then you're actually filling it in with your own bullshit. But instead of the hate and the fear of the political propaganda that i was mentioning it is actually how can i i've i've committed to how uh, interpreting this as how can i improve how uh, where am i doing it wrong uh uh and and i should look at that and and how is reality as it is you know death death and impermanence is part of it i should really make peace with that i should understand the nature of suffering do what i can to avoid it but also know when leaning into it temporarily is part of exercise right Um, uh, 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 physical or non-physical, you you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in essence, uh, spiritual esoteric symbolism, it is propaganda, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) And and dark art often is also because, I'd say more often than not, I'll just make a guess, half the time when I see dark art, there is, the artist is coming from a place of depth. Maybe like yourself, you're not entirely sure, but you know you've opened yourself up to something bigger. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, where the 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 darker uh, political or 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 marketing propaganda is opening yourself up to what they want to program you right. to do right. to make you a little wind up toy puppet to do what right. they want—a manip- a, a, little group yeah. of people or a dictator or a right. team—and um, and that's maybe a, a very fascinating thing if people go dark art isn't that evil then you go define evil right define beauty define what is the functionality of what it's doing to you right you know what i mean and that's actually like you know maybe i I, this is kind of new i'm kind of like hitting these realizations as i say it right now but it's like maybe dark art as we know it as you do it as your podcast expresses it is actually art of a certain genre and aesthetic often with macabre um Mm. uh uh Aesthetics often with meanings of we're approaching the hidden stuff like ego, anxiety, fear, impermanence, death, regeneration. Um, and it's more likely than not aiming you towards an opening of life energy as opposed to the opposite. This is this is fun. I like this. I like this definition. This (laughs) is cool. Okay,
0: listen, listen. This is I okay. This is a trip. Okay, uh, you know about left-hand path spiritual- spirituality. Yeah. like there's yeah. on the western side, there's Satanism. On the eastern side, there's the Agori uh, ascetics, the the dudes, the uh, the Indian holy men who meditate on corpses and hang Mm -hmm. out in graveyards and cover themselves
1: uh, a lot of collie worship is involved in that yeah yeah, Yeah. right
0: right so they're 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 gaining they're going they're trying to get enlightenment by embracing these things and realizing that there is god is in a dead body god is in shit dog shit on the ground god is in everything so it's like it's confronting that they do drugs and smoke weed and stuff. It's like confronting all the taboos that they're trying to get um, uh, to God that way. Whereas right-hand path, path spirituality is more like the traditional ways of doing it, which is like, you know, re- re- self-renunciation and humility and uh doing good and blah, blah. It's like, I, I, f- I think that dark art is the left-hand path of art compared to art and, and regular art is more like the traditional path of of um, of of art. If you if you compare this as like a spiritual thing,
1: you know what I'm saying. So well, actually, uh, the Kali Mandir dude had a good story about addressing exactly what you just said, but did I, I think I might have just cut you off. So finish your thought. And then- uh, I, I don't know. Okay. So 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 <laughs> I, I was I was actually running a lot of this by the the monks over there. Going like, you know, it's really weird. Like, here is an image of a wild, naked, bloody woman surrounded by gore, mm-hmm. dismemberment, blood, you know. But we're we're um sorry, I lost my train of thought. We're um, oh, I remember. Okay. Uh and 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 for some reason we're attracted to it, despite not being into any of that gross or destructive stuff like in our lives, like you would think this is the imagery of serial killers, right? But somehow all the devotees of, of this or the appreciators of this are, are not okay. And then he gives me a great story and I believe he was paraphrasing like, you know, some wise ancient something or other. And it goes something like this. Um, first off you decide you're in a house, you're in your house, which is like your life. And you decide, Hey, I want to, um, I want to evolve and um depending on your temperament let's say you, you have a softer temperament you don't want to confront the yuckies of your own mind you don't want to confront your flaws so directly okay you're that type of person mm-hmm. well then there's plenty of images and symbols for that you know um uh goddess Lakshmi or 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 you know um Our Lady of Guadalupe whatever it is I'll I'll keep it Hindu okay mm-hmm. a <laughs> uh, goddess Lakshmi these beautiful goddesses with bound up hair and Beautiful outfits and they're holding a vase and flowers and food and they're so pleasant. So that's almost like a little girl knocks at the door and opens it and she goes, here, take my hand. Let's walk. Let's take a long walk around the garden and just look at the beauty and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And eventually when we're done with our walk, you'll be evolved and enlightened. Okay. But it takes a long time. Right. It's like, all right. Then a different type of person, maybe people like you and me, because we're silly, <laughs> we go like, oh, no, no, I, I'm i okay with embracing this weird, dark, macabre stuff. I am aware that I'm flawed and ridiculous. I'm aware that the world is filled with yuckiness, right. and I'm willing to look at it because yes. I want the whole picture. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, combine opposites of, of reality, and reality has a lot of gross things, including myself, right. I lazy, where I'm lazy, where I'm scared and anxious, etc. Okay. Then so there's a knock at the door. And instead of a little girl knocking at the door, you look through the peephole, and it's goddess Kali, and she rips you through the peephole, and and skins you on the way out, and you're done. So, do you want to take the walk through the garden, or do you want to get it done fast? That's interesting. Me, personally, somewhere in between, probably. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I still like pizza. You know what I mean? I still want to play video games every now and then and go to AMC theaters. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not going full crazy, but... (laughs) My temperament and your temperament, we do like looking at this stuff. I also like reading books about, you know, psychology and, and uh, or pro- how propaganda hypnotizes masses to commit genocides. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that, uh particularly because I hate the idea of, of that. I, happening. Or, yeah,
0: or, or, you know, the, the f- people being fascinated with uh, true crime nowadays and serial killers and stuff. It's like that's the same <laughs> impulse. It's like, yeah, we hate it. Of course, where any normal human being is going to hate death and, and killing, but there is something compelling. It draws, I mean, I, since I, since I've been a kid, you know, I haven't eaten meat in 30 years because I don't want to kill animals over 30 years. <clears> throat> That's, throat> I'm like super sensitive when the, when my friends were shooting birds with BB guns, I was, I would start crying. I was like really sensitive, never Mm -hmm. just automatically had felt this kind of empathy towards animals and, um, and also towards people, you know, I've always been really empathetic to, to people's suffering. Right. But Mm -hmm. I, it's like, I'll read about a serial killer on Wikipedia and there's something about reading about that that just fascinates me. It's like I, mm-hmm. everything about it, the the way they were killed, and it's not like I'm going, oh, that's cool. It's more like just so interesting because, right. a, curi- because it's, a, a curiosity. Yeah, it's it's like such a strong yeah. curiosity, especially because you could never imagine how could somebody do that to someone else.
1: Right. How and to actually it? explore that, you know, it's, like, and, and maybe something horrendous happened to them when they were a kid. Right. right. But just it's trying beyond to, nightmares. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But just what's try, the logic trying to understand it,
0: I guess. And I think that the, again, I think with the true crime podcast craze, that's another example of um, people kind of a kind of enlightenment in a way. It, I, I really think that like the more people are engaging with dark stuff, in a healthy way because they're curious and because they want to learn about themselves and just learn about the darker sides of life. I think that's just a positive thing. I think that's been what's missing um, or kind of like pushed in the shadows or relegated to the fringe as like, like think of horror movies in the fifties and sixties and seventies. It's like grindhouse crap movies mm-hmm. that were like a spectacle and shocking and it's like now, they're, now that people are making artistic statements with horror films now because it's like we've accepted it into the mainstream of culture and mm-hmm. so, you, so I think it's a good thing I think it's a good thing I think because you know so much of culture is just like don't look at that especially western culture don't right. look at death don't think about the fact that you're gonna die you know we have terrible ways of coping with death in, in this country it's like so uh, people get put away in old folks homes and and it's just like the you know people don't want to be around people that are old and sick and dying it's like we just push that stuff away and it's really a, a bad thing a bad part of this society so i think I, things like you know over all this dark stuff engaging in it is is what we need it's healthy it's healthier
1: there, there's a Buddhist, a Tibetan Buddhist tradition called the Kala chakra tradition. Cause there's different branches of Buddhism in Tibetan Buddhism. And that mm. one is um for people who they believe in reincarnation. And uh it's for people who don't want to reincarnate anymore. Right. And a lot of it is facing the macabre, um, and and um uh uh even having a, a meditative exercises where you visualize um horrible things. And and this wouldn't be for everyone, because I, I I could imagine that could also like maybe even be dangerous for some people right, to right. fixate on horrible gross things. But the 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 reason you're doing it is um to become aware like well life is is there's a, a whole view, a holistic right. meaning whole, a whole view of life. And another way to put it is I believe that the modern human, especially in the West, is um we're permanently trying to be children where we seek creature comforts to sedate and numb us. Mm -hmm. We're always looking for an authority figure to be mommy and daddy, um, and we just blindly do it. They tell us, and they go, "You're good for doing that," and that's all we really want. Right, we right. don't care about the outcome, even if the outcome results in murder, genocide, death, right. environmental collapse, et cetera. We go, "Well, but mommy and daddy told me to do this, and I did. it. I'm so good." Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and 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 just uh, operating via the, the the trivia data you were given and repeating it because well, mommy and daddy called school said this is what is good, and there's very little actually growing up. Well, what, like what, because be it's seventy and still be a child.
0: Right. That's because it's scary. Growing up is scary. Like taking responsibility for yourself is scary again. And then we're getting into this dark art stuff. It's like, this is, you know, the rejection of fear and the rejection of being scared is not a healthy thing. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. if you're usually when you're afraid of something, that's where you should go, you know, like, or, or explore. That's what you should explore. The thing that what's the Joseph Campbell, the thing that, what does that saying? The thing that the, the cave that has the dragon is the one the cave you're afraid of is the one you should
1: seek its. Yeah, I know the something. I forgot the something quote. Something like but that. It, the, <laughs> there's the, yeah, but there's all kinds where it's like um, it's funny. I'm brain farting on the on the quotes <laughs> too. But yeah, and in that case, it would be the the dragon hoarding the gold and kidnapped the virgin princess. Right. You have to go in and face the dragon, and the reward will be the gold, which would is wisdom and the virgin represents not a virgin woman but uh, why woman um because that's the creative energy right right yeah, because well, gives gives birth that's why the female symbolism and then why virgin potential that is unlimited much right. like a blank canvas right and that y- your life can be that so you fight the, and, and remember, we we're talking about snakes earlier. That's what the dragon is. It's like, okay, it's the misuse of your energy. Mm-hmm. It's the trapped energy that's becoming a monster. Mm. So you confront it, you you defeat it by mastering it. And then you, uh, and then what do you get? The gold, which is the wealth of wisdom. And uh, you unlock some creative energy. Mm-hmm. And I believe every, every single psychological problem is in some form trapped energy and just releasing it i mean psych psychology means psyche soul ology study of the under the paradigm that the soul is what holds our life energy Mm -hmm. and uh through our ignorances or our traumas we protect ourselves by sort of covering it right and we're trapping it so we're trapping the waters of life inside of us and making monsters out of it and that's why medusa serpent headed um, she is she has an unfortunate story where she experienced, um, and none of her own doing, she experienced um, a, a sexual assault and and um, that that fear um, instead of in, embracing this horror that happened to her and and horrifically over overcoming it to become stronger. and there's plenty of myths about that uh, mm-hmm. leaving the underworld. Um, in her case, it's what happens when you, man or woman, Experience a, a, a trauma, and it 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 traps you, and it, it traps your energies. You 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 have trouble expressing the the radiances of life energy, and so then your snake, which is your your energies, because your energies are like a snake. And if you handle them wrong, if the snake is pointed downward, it will uh, uh, trap you in stone. Mm-hmm. Right which is the definition of evil to be trapped in stone what you actually want to do is you want to have the snake be aimed upwards especially overcoming the entrapments of traumas and fears and when it goes upwards much like the medical the the staff of hermes or the Mm -hmm. caduceus of the medical logo above the serpent is always a a circle Mm -hmm. with wings and that circle is is the the epitome of life energy the source of life energy or as you put it when you're creative when the energy goes into you, mm-hmm. you express it. So um, facing these things like the Joseph Campbell thing of facing the dragon is basically facing the misuses of energies in your own self. And maybe they're misused because of things that happened to you that weren't your fault, right. but inevitably the reaction is they're trapped and they're becoming uh, uh, toxic. Right. And like that, that's it. Snake goes up. Good. Snake goes down. <laughs> bad. But, the, but actually, there's one more piece to it. And this actually really goes back to the first things we're saying. There's two snakes, you know, in the medical staff or the Hermes staff. You see mm-hmm. them doing that. Those come from ancient India. I believe pre-Hinduism, pre-Buddhism. So just whatever. Like, we barely know where it came from. But those snakes have names, Ida uh, and Pingala. Hmm. And one of them you could give the upward triangle logo to and the other a downward triangle. <laughs> and one is the... Uh, the energies in you of action. And the other is the energies of relaxation. One is the doing mm-hmm. the masculine fire and the other is submitting right, and, 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 and doing this. You know what I mean? And they're like, once you get the doing and the submitting in perfect harmony, aimed towards evolution, you open yourselves up to the higher creative, whatever is that's why this ball at the top of these symbols has wings cuz the wings represent higher right. you know up there like birds right <laughs> um and and the, basically the whole guide to all of this and maybe one of the things that dark art can do if you engage it in a certain way is uh get both of those snakes <laughs> right <laughs> uh uh first when they're in dragon form you fight them and you free them and you aim them upwards and uh 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 and and they are what unlocks what what's higher, which is so the thing that was once your foe becomes the thing that unlocks right, your, right, you're being trapped. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah, so okay, so so what I was getting at, just to reiterate, yeah, I wonder if as I, I just wonder if um okay if if we if we assume that what i was saying is true which uh which is we don't in this country we don't deal with death well Uh because that's all the underlying i I believe that the underlying fear of everything is kind of a fear of death i think of the dissolution of the ego it seems Mm -hmm. like you know ultimately that's the biggest fear and 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 that's something in in this culture we don't deal with well is death Mm -hmm. um so i think that what happens is things like true crime podcasts, goth culture, dark mm. art, horror movies, heavy metal that's got really dark themes, all of these things pop up naturally out of culture because we we need to deal with that because it's mm. stuck that energy is stuck. So when you know, when an artist it's it's like when an artist is stuck We need to express it, the thing there's when there's something inside of us that, that we need to get out, we express it through art. And so Mm. it naturally is coming out in this dark art, in these dark art ways, because, Mm. and they're popular, you could, they're, they're popular because, you know, people, people like them. So they become popular, um, And so it's like, it comes out of the underground and it's, it arises out of a necessity to deal with death and dark stuff. I think naturally
1: it comes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's actually a pretty safe way, you know, as opposed to, um, I don't know. Meditating on a corpse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. When <laughs> hardcore tantrics go and me- meditate in uh, uh the cremation of- grounds yeah. in the middle of the night. <laughs> which, by the way, not for creepy reasons, but for facing fears, right. overcoming it. Can can you experience a, a a place of fearlessness in such a creepy place? Which at is, one
0: yeah, which is like middle. haunted. Ha- so this is such a, yeah. You, haunted you houses, at, or freak, spook houses that we go to, you know, it's the same type of thing. You know, yeah. facing facing these things and learning to, like, enjoying the the rush of it, you know, mm-hmm. enjoying the fear rather than, like, hiding from the fear. It's like you're integrating the fear in a way that's, like, fun and healthy.
1: Yeah. um, the, I, I'd say probably the most dramatic piece of dark art I've ever seen um, is a, a goddess called Chinimasta. mm mm-hmm. I think it's C H I N N I. You know, a, Google around and, you, and <laughs> the image will come up. And it's um, it's a, 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 a goddess who's cut her own head off. Yeah, holding yes. the head on the left and the right of her are two kind of like demon children. And from her decapitated esophagus are three streams of blood. One is feeding demon child one. The other is feeding demon child two. And the third is feeding her. Decapitated heads. It's like, <laughs> it's wow, that is as crazy <laughs> yeah, as it gets. Yeah. Oh, and cool. often, and sometimes she's standing on top of a couple having sex, and like you see the dick and the vagina and everything. Wow. It's like, that is as crazy as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes it's uh when it's uh, painted, it's not necessarily high craftsmanship painting technique, and other times it is. It doesn't right. matter. It's like that is compelling. But then when you look into um what it, so first that alone is like what, yeah. and maybe part of it is going. What can this possibly mean? (laughs) Which, by the way, in these true crime podcasts and shows, so much of what engages you is what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. It's a mystery. Yeah, yeah. And then as you go to solve the mystery of what is going on here, what can this mean? Uh, This is so grotesque and fascinating, but is there a logic behind it? Then as you dig into it, you go, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Not always, but you go, that's really profound. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Um, but I don't think dark art must have an educational aspect, but I don't even... when it does, I do think it's the most potent of them all. Yeah. Yeah. And personally, that's what I am really um, drawn to. I don't know why, maybe because I read spawn as a kid. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I was born that way. Um, maybe it's her fault. This Queen Eileen, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but uh, uh it is fat. The phenomenon that you and I experienced quite a lot is um, they're always really, they're, they're all om- 99.9% of, of the people who are into this stuff are the loveliest people I know. Yeah. Look at um, Alex party and Dave Korea,
0: I, both, you know, there you I'm go. I'm wearing
1: a, a one of Alex's hoodies right now. Yeah.
0: Nicest um, guys. So friendly. So nice. And they're doing this weird ass shit. Dark. Yeah. Dark. Actually, artwork. this is, uh, I, I busted oh, this. I found face? this in my closet. <laughs> nice. Um,
1: it was missing for several years. Yeah. It's, uh zero zero friends, friends from you know Back you've worked day. with them out Al, when alex party and dave korea and and others um had a little art collective yep. right and sort of the one of the common factors was everyone was doing kind of grotesque, fascinating beautiful uh uh stuff yeah i put i put alex i put alex Alex is a dark
0: artist to me and so is dave you know and, and it's For like sure. because there's a there's a range it doesn't all have to be classic classically painted it's it's like there's a whole it's a like it's a super broad brush very broad umbrella um so uh any uh oh man i forgot my my point was uh uh i forgot i lost it
1: dang was it about was it about our, our 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 lovely dark artist friends uh, no. Masta, the yeah. Oh oh yeah. Men. Yes. That's what it was.
0: <laughs> what was the meaning? Cause you took, cause we've talked about this and I know the meaning of it, but tell mm-hmm. people the meaning of
1: that. Sure. And again, an oversimplification. Yeah. And yeah. again, through oral tradition, sometimes a variation. So my book might be different than someone else's book, but this is a pretty safe interpretation. Um, well, we talked about those two snakes, Ida and Pingala, right. Um, the, the 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 our energy of action our energy of relaxation well those are the two demon children right and the story goes chinni masta when she still had her head um she is actually dreaming of her husband uh, uh uh shiva often is the case um which just represents um the the epitome of of the physical form right mm-hmm. and um she really wants to go hook up with him right um which is another way of saying Express creativity because sex is the creative act. Right. So this is not pornographic. This is saying um, this is the union of opposites inside of all of us. So right. we could do something creative. Okay. Mm. Well, her little kids won't leave her alone. She's like, ah, I like, they're, they're like little parasites. They keep bothering me. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I, I know um, how to get them to shut up. And uh, I'm going to cut my head off and feed them my blood, which is a way of saying, when your um, mind, body and emotions, which are like your pets, they're, they're not they're not you. They're like your pets or your annoying little children going like, hey, feed me mm-hmm. or doom scroll or, you know, whatever. It's like, OK, I'm going to feed them. Um, uh, uh, so she's sp- she's spraying the blood and it, they're catching it. So that's to say your, your feeble energies of your mind, body and emotions are not fed. But it, she's also feeding herself. Right. Right. And that is um, and that is a representation of a third energy that comes up when you have uh, appeased um, Ida and Pingala uh, in an upward direction. A third serpent or a third energy comes up, and here's a hip word these days, the kundalini. Yeah. And that is the energy that then rises above the limitations of mind, body, and emotions. So by deciding to feed herself in the highest way possible which is uh the creative act she feeds herself and the side effect is she's feeding her lower habits Mm. how about that her children so the great moral of the story here is if you aim at the highest possible meaningful goal creative expression creative work you don't gotta be an artist to do this. You could be a chef cooking food. You could be a doctor healing people. That's what I mean by creative expression. Right. When you're expressing your purpose to the highest possible meaning, you are also quelling those annoying little voices in you. The 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 the, the energy of relaxation might be, come on, take a nap, right. come on, just take it easy. And the other might be, oh, I gotta do the chores. I gotta do the task, I'm so anxious. Those are actually appeased right. when you're feeding your higher meaning, right? And that's it's like so that's cool. true. Yeah, I bet when you have an art show, or when I got something to film, or something to write, when I am lost in the good way, lost in the productivity, everything else shuts the fuck up. I will not be tempted to procrastinate. Right. I will not be sidetracked by uh, uh, shopping on Amazon for shit. I yeah, don't it need. becomes easy to do.
0: It's like it, it's easy to it, it, It's there's no temptation because you're just like totally fully engaged in this thing and totally satisfied, and you don't need to be like
1: get distracted. You don't need the distractions and sometimes images of this, uh, uh, above her head, which she's cut off. Um, oh, and by the way, and and also that cutting off the head is also, uh, cutting off the ego Mm. in this process. Uh, just to say, this isn't about what my ego is hungry for. Right. It's about what this higher part of me is hungry for. Because ego might be in service of the higher thing, but sometimes it's more like, oh, I better do the thing that makes me get likes on Facebook. Right. Or, right you know what right. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that might be a side effect of doing the you, Yeah. So it's like you're the goal.
0: Yeah. The spirit should now she, be controlling the ego. The ego. So sometimes above her head is
1: floating this triangle in that triangle, what we know as the star of David sometimes, but it also, that is that star of David looking symbol is Mm -hmm. um, in like every, like it's in Buddhism, it's in Hinduism. And in this case, it's the union of opposites, right? Um, And the reason she's standing on people having sex is again, the the, the union of opposites in yourself Mm -hmm. has to be going on for you to be able to do this. And again, you cannot face opposites unless you're also looking at or at least understanding um the the darker aspects of existence right. and merging them together into um whatever the the most um spontaneous uh what is it spontaneous and appropriate uh action in any given moment right. all of this is just you know how 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 can you understand re- well how about this Everything we've said here is just one really cool mechanization of the definition of philosophy. And the definition of philosophy, I forgot which dictionary, one of one of the major dictionaries <laughs> says philosophy has two parts. What is the nature of reality and how are we to move forward in the world? And that's it. If you do that, all this cool esoteric symbolism stuff we're talking about figures itself out, right. especially know thyself. Because that's part of what is the nature of reality. Right. What's going on in me? I have a couple different computers going on inside of me. So uh, some of those computers are the computers of repression and, and fear and blockages and rigidity. Maybe it's protecting me from uh, uh the traumas and scaries and anxieties and fears of life. But the day will come where I gotta be a grown-up and just open that stuff up. Yeah. And more than anything, I believe art, be it any art, movies, paintings, music. Those are some of the the most powerful, if not the most powerful ways to open people up. Uh, And especially if you're not doing it in the propaganda way. If you're doing it in the, I'm just going to help open you up. I'm not going to tell you the details of it. That's up to you. Right. Whatever this is, this beautiful thing will open you up. And then your own unique whatever can come into you. And then much like a good plant, you'll grow up towards that, that thing that's opened up in you and then you blossom yourself. And, and I think the epitome of of all of this is going back to the plant metaphor. Number one, what is the nature of reality? Well, what is what kind of plant are you? Are you an orchid? Are you a cactus? Are you seaweed? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, know that, okay, and I need this type of soil. Right. I need this type of water. I need this type of sunlight in this amount. Cool, go there. Right. Uh, literally or metaphorically, go there. Okay, now cultivate that 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 growing and part of that is opening yourself up to actually receive the sunlight. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 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 let the water up through you. And then you grow and you blossom and that is all you're supposed to do. And once you've blossomed, well then uh you'll be reborn again because out of the flower comes the seed and then right. now comes the next project, next lesson, next chapter and you just do that forever until until the end yeah (laughs) it sounds (laughs) like i mean then there's the buddhists say what comes out of the flower is a diamond a diamond as we said last time is transparent to transcendence Mm -hmm. or like a sun Mm -hmm. because it's dirt that has become this strong transparent thing that the light can just go through unobstructed or of course, uh, uh, more of like the Rosicrucian side of things, or um, Western esoteric. Instead of a diamond, it's the baby that we talked about last time, mm. and it's the baby because babies are open and loving. All right. But you're an adult baby, not right. a man child. But you're, <laughs> you're minus naivete, and uh, you're like this because you're in you can commune with silence, which is the epitome of creative potential. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We're just actually saying we're we're much like plants. We're more complicated, though. We have thoughts and feelings. Plants don't necessarily have that. But the plant metaphor is all there is. Oh, and also death is a part of it because you got uh, uh, compost. Yeah. You know? yeah. The death of your former self or the death of, of the world around you is also what provides the nutrition to the next yeah. generation. You know. In and fact, it- my next art project, this is a very interesting one. I'm looking at the top shelf of my closet right now. My dad is in a box up there. In, uh, cremated ashes. And I have decided I have received, um, a very a symbolic vessel, uh, to, to, to put it in, which by the way, that will be my forever reminder of in essence, I'm the next generation. I'm the next, uh, uh, if my dad was a plant <laughs> dropped a seed, that's kind of gross. And then I grew into my own thing. <laughs> um, but I'm standing on the shoulders of giants here, right? right? So I am actually sort of the, I won't get too specific, but the symbolism I'm talking about here, um, I, I now have a a little metal box that uh, has the symbolism of these things we're talking about. I can put my dad's ashes in there That's cool. and then look at that and that is now a symbol I've programmed for myself to be cool. You're now the next evolution right. of this you know what I mean Yeah yeah and, yeah And maybe when I die uh, I do the same for me. Uh, I don't plan on having kids though so my kids can't do it. Um, <laughs> well you don't anyway, you don't plan now that it. we've been here for two hours yes <laughs> what's a good what's a good wrapping it up summary? uh
0: no i i think i think we i think that's that is a good wrapping it up su- summary i think we're good to we're good to stop it on that i don't think we need to wrap it up it's just a great conversation um, i like this one this was good yeah it's excellent it was the conversation that we were getting to last episode yeah last time we, we kind of got into our <laughs> our
1: backgrounds and our personal stories yeah 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 which is fine but but I, is- I i much like talking about the big ideas more yeah, than yeah, yeah us as individuals so i think this was fun uh, well,
0: yeah, that was awesome. I, I appreciate you coming on again and uh, I know people are going to love this episode. I love talking about this stuff. So, yeah. Um,
1: well, you and I we're going to uh, I'm going to tell you about my next movie project and we're going to visit the 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 Kali temple.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a plan. I have some Zello. Got to have yeah. some Zello pizza. Yeah. Okay. Straight up.
1: Well, thank you, Chad. <laughs> yes. Thank you for whoever's listening. Um, as always. Yes. Thanks love, everyone love for listening.
0: Back. Say goodbye. You have to say goodbye to everyone. Say goodbye.
1: Goodbye. When Alien says goodbye.